Over the course of the past three months or so, we started a little thing called the Review Review Tournament of Random Movies. Twelve movies narrowed down to just one, and it was the Weird Al Yankovic classic UHF. After much time, we will finally be covering this film. Does it hold up? Were the voters right? We'll find out tonight on a very weird edition of the Review Review. Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big, dumb opinions. I'm Troy, fake Kramer teeth to the max extreme. I'm Stanley Stadowski or whatever <laughs> his name is in it. Today we are diving into the first winner of the random movie tourney, UHF. Yes, or as I called it after it was over, ugh. <laughs> more later <laughs> more on that later um, we'll be getting into all of the facts about UHF and a little bit of trivia from me alright uh, at the top of the hour that's top of the hour I mean it feels like such a long ways away from now uh, why would we spend so much time just wait that, i'm doing the opposite of what i want i already fucked it up so i'm gonna move on to the news it's okay troy <laughs> i feel like a lot of people fucked up uh, more on that later <laughs> the first look at shazam shazam set photos photo has leaked with zachary levi in the shazam costume and if I may uh, give you my humble opinion. Troy, you have the floor. I think it looks pretty spot on. Now it's not a front-facing view of it or anything, but the costume is very accurate to what uh, Shazam... Shazam! Looks like... Mother! <laughs> I mean, it's got the exclamation point at the end, so you gotta, you gotta say it. You like gotta that. say it! So, I'm excited for it. Now, it's... a. Shazam is a weird yeah. property, I think, because before I think Warner Brothers said it, it doesn't tie in to what the rest of the DC universe, <laughs> right? So, uh, maybe that's so. a good idea. Maybe if just do your own thing over here and make it fine. Don't tie it into shit. Yes. Hey, maybe it'll work. Yes. So, this is a story about a guy named Al. <laughs> Weird Al. Weird Al on the brain. Weird Al, he's coming. So, watch out, uh, Superman Shazam! <laughs> it's coming at you. He's on, he's nipping at your heels. Comic book accurate, too. So, oh, check it oh, out. Way. Look out. Check it out. Uh, you, 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 uh, you excited about Shazam? Oh, sure. I said it this time with a question mark after it. Shazam? <laughs> Great. Still need, the, still need the exclamation point in there. Like, Shazam? Oh, yeah. Like the confused, excited. Shazam? 
<laughs> oh man we're covering all sorts of punctuation in this episode uh more comic book movie news jt this yes one's hot off the press whoa ah! i touched what? it why would you do that i, I said know. it was hot i don't know i'm like an infant i don't know that things are hot <laughs> boy don't i know it <laughs> Kristen wig is in mm. talks, JT. Did you hear about this? Just read about it. To play Wonder Woman, and wait, to play in Wonder Woman, yes, as a possible villain, Wonder Woman two in Wonder Woman two, yes. Uh, speculations are out there saying that she could play the fan favorite villain of Cheetah. That's what I read. Uh, but that is still to be seen. Uh oh. I mean, people have thrown curveballs before. You think yeah. they're gonna zig when they zag? Yeah. Is she even going to be in the movie? Maybe she's Craven the Hunter. Craven? Christopher Cre- Kristen for <laughs> Christopher Craven. Craven for Kristen. Craven for Kristen. Hashtag. Christopher Craven? <laughs> Christopher Craven. Uh, well, they got Our a good friend, Christopher Craven. Yeah, that I we mean, know. They can't... Uh, I mean, if they... They can't do real Craven. No. Because that's... Disney will be all over their tush about oh, Christopher Craven. That's oh. why they got to name him Christopher Craven. Yeah. It's a different do a, character. Yeah. Do a, a knockoff <laughs> of Craven the Hunter called Christopher Craven. <laughs> right. That's right. Instead of uh, a, a big a weird lion's mane around yeah. his, it's just uh, feathers or something. Yeah. He's, got, he's wearing like a big rhino head. Yeah. But not the rhino. No. It's Christopher Craven. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christopher Craven. Right. I mean, all those Spider-Man villains have weird animal I know. Properties. Very animalistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of animal-based... Spider-Man villains. Yeah. There's uh, the lizard. The octopus. The octopus. <laughs> the rhino. The rhino. Of course, the Craven... goblin. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows there's goblins everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, black cat. Black cat. <laughs> there's also a black tarantula. Jesus. Uh, there's gotta be more, right? Oh, I used to have a bunch of them up there. Yeah. No, no. I mean, uh, venoms in snakes. Yeah. <laughs> now we're reaching. Ah, <laughs> uh, Christopher Craven. Look out for Wonder Woman too. Yep. Uh, do I have more comic book movie news? I think I do. <gasps> it's comic book adjacent. James Gunn, director of. Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2 yeah. has come out and said that Baby Groot is not just a, uh, uh, what is this, a offshoot of Groot. Yeah. He is its son. So Groot's dead. Groot Prime. Groot died. Is dead. Groot is dead. Baby Groot, what you've seen in Volume 2. Yeah, it's his son. Is his son. Yeah. Are you a fan of that theory? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Hey, just let him go. Let him go, Troy. I can't. Let him go. I can't. He's dead. I only had enough room in my heart for one Groot. He's fucking dead. <sighs> Toothpicks. Yeah. Bury his ass because <laughs> he's dead. I don't know if I'm a fan. That that strays a bit too far from my uh, liking. Of uh, the comic book mythos. But he is also Groot. 
That's true. Aren't we all Groot when if you think about it? This is true. It's not true. Why was there a baby Groot in the comics? Yeah, but it's always the like it's the same Groot. Like he just buds off um, of himself, and it's he's got the same brain. Like um, it's just you know a continuation of himself. Well, maybe he gave him some of his brain. Gave his son his brain. Oh, man, I don't know about this, JT. James Gunn is just playing fast and loose with these rules. Yeah. Just tell James Gunn to go fuck himself and just think that it's the same Groot. All right. I'll write him an angry letter. Thank you. Dear for James Gunn, the- go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's the same Groot. Forever yours. <laughs> Dear Mr. Gunn, fuck yourself. Same Groot. Sincerely, T Max to the extreme. With all love possible. Just make it the most. XOXO. <laughs> Sealed with a kiss. Your humble servant. <laughs> Spray a little cologne on it. <laughs> Throw in like a nude photo. <laughs> Just be like, this, is, this message of this letter is all over the place. Oh, man. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, in more comic book adjacent news, it, this is going very adjacent. Oh, my. Kevin Smith, writer of many comic books, including Green Arrow and Daredevil. Yeah. Had a massive heart attack on this yeah. last Saturday night. They call it the, they call it a widowmaker. Yeah, because it was that was pretty close to what my dad had. Yeah, like the artery that he had it in. It was I think my dad when they found it on him, it was like ninety six percent clogged, and his was like a hundred percent clogged. <laughs> like he was doing a double showing, I think, of Hollywood Babylon, maybe, or another show that he does. Yeah, like Fat Man on Batman. I can't tell, but he was doing a double header. And I was having his heart attack during the first show. Yeah. And in the middle of it, he's like, I don't feel well. I'm going to go to the doctor. And then if he stayed for the rest of the show, he'd have been dead. Yeah. So they said, if you haven't come, wouldn't have come here any, any late, if you would have come here any later, you'd have been toast. Yeah. Good thing you came when you did. Yeah. Because you're blocked. 100 percent yeah so he's probably gonna have to like bypass surgery <laughs> probably because there's no way yeah once that shit's clogged you you have to have bypass you have it's like dead it's like a dead artery oh, shit. <laughs> that's fucking awful yeah and it's like it's weird because he's for the last few years have been like pretty fairly healthy yeah he lost a ton of weight um around when he made tusk yeah he just stopped eating like shitty food like he cut out sugar completely Mm -hmm. and he just like lost like 150 pounds yeah that shit builds up though like i know there's people that are like in really good shape that can like it just kind of catches up to you yeah it's just especially if you have like a family history of it yeah so everyone check out the old ticker yeah make sure you're in perfect work and health there you go i know that's why i'm like so I'm pretty adamant on like trying to like stay in decent shape because I, I saw my dad after his bypass surgery and he was in hell for like two yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's not it's not anything to play with. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Kevin Smith alive and kicking. I think he put up uh, something on his Instagram or Twitter. Yep. Live streaming from the hospital saying he's up and alive and fairly well yeah so good for kevin there you go good for kevin that he's good 
Yes. But bad for Kevin that it was bad. Yeah. But good that he's alive. Yep. That's too bad that it happened. Yeah. But it's good he went early. Could have been bad if he didn't. Yeah. It could have been bad if he went early. Oh, good one. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Yes. JT, one of the many Chrises out there in Hollywood. There's so many of them. At least four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is rumored to star in a reboot of a major franchise. Do you know what this one is? I also stumbled upon this before we started. The... Men in Black franchise. Yeah. Looking to get back up off the ground. Yes. Uh, even though I don't think it was... Men in Black 3 was that bad of an outing. I am I no. enjoyed Men in Black 3. I did like it as well. Didn't like 2. I don't even remember 2. I know Johnny Knoxville's in it. Yeah, so 2's not good. <laughs> I think Rosario Dawson is in it. Yeah, I think she's in it. She's like the alien and princess Laura, or something. Laura Flynn Boyle is like the villain in it. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. I know it's very like heavy on like the dog and the worms, I think. Yeah. And it's like... I don't remember the dog as much. But it's definitely worm heavy. Yeah. Just fucking awful. <laughs> Regardless, they're going to try to get it going again. Possibly with Chris Hensworth. Right. Would you be a fan of that, Sitch? Are you sure. I, I like the Men in Black movies. Yeah. And I think Chris Hemsworth is very uh, charismatic. That's true. He's like been he... known to flex those comedic muscles as well as other ones. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That one snuck up on me. <laughs> and uh, he's been... He appears in a ton of stuff, but this would be really the only second role which he would be like the head star of i yeah. think anyway right because he's thor and like what what other thing does he like head that's it know. thor he was in black hat <laughs> as i just shake my head <laughs> oh I heard that's the sh shitty too he's in that moby dick movie Why'd you emphasize dick so hard? Because <laughs> Ron Howard's a dick. Oh, God. They're making a Moby Dick movie. Look out. Solo. Look for it. Check it out sometime. This summer. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> uh, JT got some weird news for you. Whoa. Or intriguing, depending on your take. Have you weird. seen the movie Mute that's on Netflix? I have not, but I've not been hearing good things. Neither have I. But an interesting thing about it yeah. is that Mute and the movie Moon are in the same universe. Really? In the show, or in the movie Mute, there is a television news thing on talking about the, the mission that's on the moon and all about what Sam Rockwell was going through and whether clones should have... Oh, spoilers for Moon. Oh, look out. <laughs> We covered and, on the show, yeah. so. And if sh clones should have the same rights as people. Oh. In a movie that you would think would never have that kind of weird. 
It's not like but a, it does. It does seem to take place in the future, though. Yeah, but like I don't know about. I mean, I don't know much about mute at all. But I don't think it goes like as sci-fi nuts as yeah. Moon does. Yeah. But it's interesting that they're in the same universe. Yeah. I, I do. Don't think I, they I ma- still do intend to watch it. I don't think they make a big deal about it. Like oh, that's on the TV anyway. Yeah. It's just like a thing that's happening in the background. If you mm-hmm. catch it, you'll be like, "Ah, I like it." <laughs> hey, I like that. Huh. <laughs> just have a collective group of people in the same room watching it, going, "Huh, <laughs> that's right." Wasn't it that movie on the moon? <laughs> yeah, where, where the where the guy was. You thought it was the same guy, but it was another guy. But it was still the same guy. And he talks to a computer. Yeah, touched by that rapist. <laughs> Is that an Alexa add-on? How do I work the Alexa? <laughs> hey, Alexa. What's the moon thing with the guys? I don't know how to work. I don't understand. I don't know it. how to work this. <laughs> call my grandson. <laughs> Alexa, call my grandson. Alexa, tell me how to work you. <laughs> I don't... My grandson says all you gotta do is talk to it, and it's just, it's just too much. <laughs> what happened to the days where you can just, you just work things? I don't know. I don't understand it. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> uh, last bit of news, JT, I got after that huge, great riff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Time Warner, yeah. the major, huge uh, company that owns a ton of stuff, including uh, Warner Brothers, DC Comics, and HBO. Yeah. Uh, Maybe selling off some assets. To Disney? (laughs) Don't know. This is speculative. If their merger with AT&T does not go through. Okay. Now, I didn't know anything about this, and if I did, I completely forgot. But Time Warner and AT&T are looking to combine in an $85 billion deal. They want to dock. They want to dock each other. They want to dock their cocks. <laughs> so, this, I guess, was a merger... The merger was first announced in 2016. Yeah. But the U.S. Department of Justice is trying to put a kibosh on it, allegedly. Yeah. Because it would make Time Warner... And the AT&T merger, the company that it would make, um, almost a monopoly for half the country. Yeah. If not most of the country, because AT&T is, like, countrywide. Yeah. Time Warner is more wet Rockies and West Coast-ish. Yeah. But uh, if it doesn't go through, they may sell off Warner Brothers, and it's Warner Brothers also owns DC, in order... To get some more money coming its way? Because right now, WB doesn't have a lot really going for it. Yeah. It's putting out a lot of money for not so good of a return. Yeah. Because <laughs> every movie that I can recollect that WB is producing are big budget movies. Yeah. Such as Justice League. Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. Granted, those returns are okay, 
but they're also chilling out two hundred million plus dollars on each of those. Yeah. Plus ad costs. Yeah. And all that shit to go worldwide. So yeah. when they make less than a billion dollars on a movie, yeah. their return isn't as great as what you would think it would be. Mm-hmm. And that wants that like leads me into a conversation that's I think a long time coming because all the movie studios are kind of doing this now. Yeah. If they don't make a billion dollars on their return, it's like a loss, which is fucking weird, right? <laughs> because what like happen like there's indie companies out there that will oh yeah they they'll put out like a fifty million dollar movie or whatever and oh yeah like make seventy five million on it and then mm-hmm. it's a good right yeah but like those are few and far between anymore yeah unless you're looking for like an Amazon feature or whatever that just like is distributing it or whatever yeah. But isn't that, like, I, n- I never even thought about it up until, like, the last few months. Is like, yeah, almost every movie that comes out is, like, a a block, quote, blockbuster. Yeah. And it's, like, it could be a detriment to the movie industry. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it seems like, because, like, the whole summer season is starting to disappear. So now it's, like, there's no measuring stick on when you should put that kind of stuff out so now they just try and make everything they put out that yeah and like so all of it are swing for the fences yeah type thing pretty much where they might be well off doing like smaller vent like it's it's weird because they want to put butts in seats with these huge blockbuster flicks right yeah they know they want to get as many eyes on them as possible but, like, if you put out, like, uh, I don't know, like, f- let's say four $50 million movies, spend as much as you would on four movies as you would for one. Yeah. You would probably get a better return, even though you'll, in percentage-wise, yeah. than you would for the big blockbuster movie. Yeah. It's, so you would, it's, it's a weird thing of math. <laughs> yeah. But you would technically be doing better. In your profit margin, if you would put out those four small movies compared to this one. Oh yeah, no, I've I've heard, uh, I've listened to different conversations where they kind of there where people kind of talk about the movie industry as kind of like they're kind of having their own kind of clash with a class system mm-hmm. where like everything is either like small independent or enormous blockbuster, and like There's the no movies class. and the, yeah and the movies <laughs> in between are not really like you can't really I can't really think of any where it's like a big star with like. Uh, decent publicity, but it's not like like earth shattering, right? Like that's why like a lot of like these movies that like especially like a lot of like these comic book movies that come out, like you don't see a lot of them that deal with like a really small subject. It's always like earth shattering, like aliens are invading and blowing up the earth, and we need to stop them. Yeah, like they're almost too scared to be like, let's just have a movie where you know maybe somebody stops a bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like what Spider-Man was, and that's kind of like, well, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> like, yeah. It, granted, it had, like, a big supervillain twist in it. Yeah. But, like, it was a smaller movie, and people seem to appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I, I I, almost think it's a breath of fresh air when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Like, just something that feels small, it doesn't feel so high stakes, but it seems like all these blockbusters, like, that's, like, the encompassing 
feel of a blockbuster is that everything needs to feel high stakes. Yeah. So you don't really get a lot of those. I just want a, 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 a small story. Right. Like a story that I can be more in touch with as opposed to like enormous explosions and yeah. outer space. Yeah. Like, granted, those are fun. They're fun, but not when it's the everything. Yeah. When it is everything, it's yeah. kind of like I've seen this. Yeah. And that's, like, why, I mean, the box office lately wouldn't agree with my thought now because yeah. Black Panther's cleaning up. Yeah. But, like, the more Marvel movies I see, I'm just throwing them under the bus for this scenario. Yeah. It's, like, it's samey. Like, yeah. I've seen this. Like, yeah, it's a different character, different place, but it's the same. Like, it's a big, high-stakes thing. Yeah. And it's, like, it doesn't. it's not as exciting. And that's... That's a, one of the fears that I had with the homogenation of Disney owning everything. It's mm-hmm. like, it's going to be so samey yeah. that it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Until, it's like, until some people just start skipping them be like, I'll catch it on yeah. whatever. It's like if the smaller films were like a salad and like the bigger films were like an enormous steak, it's like, I kind of want something that's in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm either really full or it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. We need some more uh, potato wedges or whatever that. Yeah. Potato skins. It's like yeah, get like a get like a nice chicken breast in there every yeah, once in a while. That's right. Make some potatoes on the side. Maybe yeah. some greens. Maybe a little bit of like a, a fish fillet. There you go. Not a sandwich. But yeah. You know, a nice fillet of fish yeah. right on the side. Yeah. Doesn't need to be too low class, but you know, no. doesn't have to be like, and doesn't have to be season it really enormous. Well. Yeah. Season that nice lean piece of fish. Yeah. It's not filling. But it's good for you? Christ, you're watching too many too many cooking shows, Troy. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all the news I got, JT. Interesting stuff with the time. Interesting Warner. stuff. Yeah, I know. I've been hearing a lot about that lately. Like people kind of talking about the movie industry as like a class system. It's interesting. I first heard about it like a few months ago when they were talking about kind of like the the way movies were from when they first started, when they were kind of like figuring out how to make movies as they were making movies, like yeah. in the twenties and all that mm-hmm. shit, until they got to like the fifties and everything was kind of like westerny and all that shit. When it was all kind of the same, and then there was a big resurgence in the seventies of like really great, really great cinema at that point in time. And yeah. It was like rogue filmmaking where everything mm-hmm. was different and everything was like amazing. Yeah. To that point in time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well everything has aged since. Yeah. And then everything since then has just gotten bigger and bigger and more expensive till it's just yeah. A, just a spectacle yeah. with like less substance. And that's how we I mean not everything is like that of course, but like in the main swing of things that's how it's gotten. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh. Yeah, cuz I've heard like I've heard like some complaints where people talk about like When's the last time you ever saw, like, advertising for, like, a nice middle-of-the-road rom-com? Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> make them good, though. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm not saying... But, the like, there's a... The ones you do see are just like, ugh. There's, like, a God. demographic for it, though. But it's, like, it, it, that... Like, the rom... Like, the middle-of-the-road, like, you get two decent, like, decent names and make a rom-com of it. Like, it's almost kind of like a dead... Like a dead industry now, because you don't really see a lot for that now. Like the closest thing you have to it is 
Fifty Shades of Grey. That was even a comedy. That was just kind of just gross, horrible shit. Yeah. But it could be now, like, the age of advertising is different. Because now, like, the stuff that, because of our search histories and stuff like that, we wouldn't be targeted those kind of, like, ads. Yeah. Whereas, like, somebody like Chelsea probably would. And she'd yeah. be telling me about movies that I'm like, I've never even heard of this. But even, like, rom-coms that are made nowadays are very low budget. Yeah. So it's like, you don't really, like, there's always kind of, it's like, they might get, like, one decent name and then a no name. And that's, like, the rom-com that they come out with nowadays. You don't yeah. get, like, two decent names on the same ticket for, I don't know. It was just interesting. But is, that, like, do you think, like, the ro- the rom-com of, like, what we probably, uh like describe it as like the ones that are coming out in like the late eighties to like early two thousands, like that kind yeah. of rom-com are those done? Because like the kind I think about now is like stuff that like, 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 like Amy Schumer's new movie that's coming out yeah. with uh, the, her, the whole body image thing. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Like that's what I think rom-coms have like kind of drifted into is something like that. Yeah. It's kind of, stronger female lead yeah and then it's just kind of like comedy that happens around her yeah it's not necessarily like the tom hanks and meg ryan yeah anymore yeah it's just kind of i don't know even like ones that they try and build as rom-coms it's just like it's just like a lot of even comedies in general yeah they're just kind of like i don't know i feel like the hangover really fucked up comedies <laughs> for a while because it's I mean, just everyone it, it's just they everyone has the idea of like we gotta make it r we gotta make it raunchy mm-hmm. people just love raunchy humor and it's like i mean Sometimes. you're being raunchy but it's not humorous <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just trying to gross people out yeah it's just i feel like comedy's gotten really lazy nowadays yeah we come back to that all the time. We do. It <laughs> sucks. I, that's why I really want to see Game Night. I've been hearing really good things about Game Night. I've heard of good things about that, too. So I want to get out and see it. But regardless. I digress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you ever heard of the film Dope, Troy? Yes. Uh, it's like a black coming-of-age story. Yes. Uh, the filmmaker for that is currently looking into doing an adaptation for a graphic novel called black hole oh okay i thought i saw that you had it here at one point it's up there black hole by charles burns yep black hole is a very interesting story yeah yeah i i think you would really like it though really it's it's an independent comic uh and this guy wrote and drew all of it. It took him forever to do it because this thing is like a thick piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 very interesting. It's got a very indie vibe to it. Oh, sweet. And it's about it's like an allegory to um like sexually transmitted diseases. Oh. Where <laughs> it's very spot on about sex it's like STDs. Because if you, it's about these kids and growing up, if they become intimate with each other, they have, they, if they catch this disease, they'll like turn and be like these mutants Mm -hmm. almost. Like for instance, like one of them, when she catches it, 
grows a mouth on her neck. Oh, shit. And so she'll have to cover her, like, mouth up with a scarf <laughs> all the time. Or another girl grows a tail. Just, like, weird things like that happen. And it's kind of, like, parts of it are very unnerving. Yeah. Because it's, like, really... Some uh, parts in it are so awkward and real that it makes you creeped out. <laughs> like, they feel like genuine people that are getting this, or... Yeah, because everybody feels like a real character in this. Yeah. But, like, at some parts of it, it feels like a fever dream that you're in. It's it's a really good book. I've like, read it, it calls you by name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... Can you believe this happening to me, <laughs> Troy? <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> you put it down, you rub your eyes. <laughs> the page, the, the character turns and looks at you, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but I I might send you home with that someday, because I think you'd really like it. Nice. It's a, like, especially if you're an avid comic reader and all you do is read like superhero stuff. Yeah. Even if it's like walking dead or something like that, it's yeah. a definite like palate cleanser oh, yeah. and change of pace. I'm and definitely, it, when you suggest comics to me, I'm more drawn to like the out there stories as opposed to like superheroes. Yeah. And, the, and Charles Burns has other work too that I have only like skimmed through, but it's all that it's all like a weirdy, like indie vibe to it. Nice. That like I don't always get into, but I once I get into it, like in a few pages in, I'm like, okay, I'm falling into this, and I like yeah. it. So yeah, I I really think you'd like that. And if nice. not, then fuck me because. <laughs> but I like it. Fuck you. Yeah. So anyway, movie's gonna be made. There you go. Yes, movie by the filmmaker of Dope, which I think you should check out. Dope. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I I know of it. I haven't seen it. But... Yeah. Like it feels. Uh, like the reviews I've heard for like the kids in it are black, but they feel like more genuine. Like they're not like they're not like black kids from the hood or anything. Like they're just they're actually like super nerdy kids. Okay. So, right. but they're like black, so it's like I don't know. It's cool. I I like dope. It's good. Dope. Dope. <laughs> uh, there. While I'm thinking of it, there is a um a short on youtube of black hole no um but of course somebody else has made (laughs) something called the black hole and now that's all i'm seeing (laughs) uh anyway yeah i don't know if i'll find it now when i'm now when i'm trying to find it but if i find it i'll try to put it on our twitter because it's uh yeah, I feel like it carries the vibe very well from the book. Nice. And it's like ripped straight from one of the scenes in the book. Sweet. Too. I'll, yeah. I'll look into it. All right. I'm interested now. There you go. You got me curious. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, mm. Troy, weathered his, his PR storm and is now moving ahead with his ninth film, which he has officially titled Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Kind of a... Uh, uh, journeying through the controversy of the Manson murders, and he's got two stars lined up to be in it. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Both signed on to be in it. Look out. All right. Those are big names. Yeah. So I'm curious what he does with it. I do kind of want to see what he does with it. 
because uh, he's been doing a lot more like western stuff lately. So I want to see yeah. him dive more into old timey closer. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I, I, see I don't what he know does. if it'd be old timey Hollywood because like when you said it was what's the title of it again? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Because <clears throat> I thought he was like, he, I thought he was doing some serial killer like movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's on the Manson murders. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But I was the title threw me off. I didn't know if Manson was a Hollywood native or what, but. I have no yeah. idea. I don't really well, know much of anything. It was about it was in Hollywood because they had, like her, their big claim to fame is they killed an actress. Oh, I have no or idea. Or he got well. Technically, Manson never killed anybody. Quotations. He started a cult. Yeah. Where he convinced people to kill other people for him. That's that's the extent of my knowledge on that, <laughs> on that dude. So yeah. Give me the facts, Tarantino. There you go. But also, don't be a douche. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Make people drive cars when they don't want to. <laughs> also, stop talking about Roman Polanski. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> uh, Troy, that bad girl movie mm-hmm. that uh, Joss Whedon was all about, nah, yeah. it's not happening. Nah, he's out. And uh, Warner Brothers is even saying that, yeah, we're probably not going to make that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least not with the... Uh... Whedon attached. Yeah, I think the, everyone's going to try to separate themselves. From I think their their even their quote for it was like, "We should probably focus more on our core group <laughs> before we decide to do any spinoffs." <clears throat> and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then again, look out for uh, Nightwing coming up. What are the spinoffs? Yeah, so check it out sometime. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I definitely think that's more of a PR thing of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we should work with Whedon. Yeah. Maybe uh, give him a few years off and uh, <laughs> come back and maybe not be as big of a creep. <laughs> I it's sh- like everyone in Hollywood. I know. It's like they can't <laughs> fucking turn around without hitting yeah. some sort of molester or yeah. whatever it is. I should ask Lolo what she thinks about stuff now that he's done. Just for a fun conversation. Oh my gosh. I know. Just to stir the pot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... Because he didn't really... Like, it was more like accusations from his wife, wasn't it? Yeah, but... It's still, like, not clear (laughs) if it... Like, really... Like, it, it looks like some things did happen. Yeah. I mean, she divorced him. Yeah. There had to be a reason for it. I don't know. This is why I don't like to get too much into people's public lives. Yeah. Like, especially, like, when it comes... Like I say, I don't ask what my garbage truck... Like, what my garbage man does in his personal life. Yeah. It's just... He just picks up my garbage. (laughs) Like, I don't care what actors do in their personal lives. They entertain me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't give a shit. But when, like... Okay, so, like... When bad stuff does come out from certain things, that it's kind of, like, irreparable. Yeah. Is it... Do you separate the art from the person, or do you try not to, like, uh... I don't know. Do you try to separate the art from the person, or do you don't care because, like, the stuff that they made is still good? And you'll still support it. Look, I'm sure if you dig enough into anyone's back in anyone's backstory, Don't dodge the question. I just if you do, <laughs> if you dive into anyone's back into background, you're gonna find some shady shit. 
And I'm sure even the stuff that they do find on people is blown way out of proportion. Yeah. Like, a story that comes out, it does not mean that I know them personally. Right. And when a reporter says, this guy touched someone inappropriately, then I'm like, well, that's a blanket statement. Like, I do I know this person personally? Do I know him? He, he could have been an asshole all along. All I know is that he makes stuff that I like watching. So I'll watch it. Like, right. <laughs> I'm not, if he's going to ask me for money, I won't give it to him. But if he <laughs> does what I pay him to do, which is entertain me. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Like, that's what I'm paying. I'm not paying him because I like him. I'm paying him because what he does is entertaining. All I right. watch Tom Cruise movies all the time. It doesn't mean I fucking love Scientology. <laughs> but that's not the same. But that's kind of what you kind of put out there. Like I'm saying, okay, I'm just, I'm not naming any person. I'm just saying, like, if Director X yeah. has made, like, Oscar award winning films and, like, generally loved films from the mass audience, and then, like, a few years later, comes out that he d- diddles kids. Do you Jesus. S- I'm just throwing it out as a hypothetical. Yeah. Do you still continue to support his work because it's good? Or do you separate yourself from it and be like, I don't think I should be into this anymore? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It de- it depends on if it's cut and dry. Like, I don't know. If it's gonna, if it's something where it's like, if I can't get over it, then I'm like, yeah, then fuck this. Yeah. But especially nowadays, there's so many blanket statements where everything is in a headline now. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to be like, well, fuck that guy then. But then it's like, all you read was name, verb, <laughs> other subject. And <laughs> like, how can you get news from that? Yeah. I and how can you know, even know it's true? I suppose. So unless I know for a definitive certainty, I'm not going to let what I think of their work change. Okay. All right. Like, I, I can hate someone and still like their work. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm not trying to push you into some weird corner. No, but I, I, it, I think it is like a problem with people nowadays where they're just like, I need to like, like, I hate when like people talk about like people, like especially people from Hollywood, like they're their best friends. Where it's like, can you believe what, what, Scarlett Johansson did today? Like, I don't fucking care what Scarlett Johansson did today. <laughs> what's her next movie coming out? Is, is it going to be good? Yeah. That's what I care about because that's what I pay her to do. <laughs> See, like, I'm on the fence about it because I still haven't made up a real concrete decision. But, like, if something comes out about somebody that's like, oh, I don't like, I don't like that at all. And it's like, I'm not basing it on, like, hearsay. But, yeah. like, if it's pretty definitive, like, yeah, he beats chicks up. I'm like, ugh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I can support that kind of shit. So, like, I might still like their past work, but I wouldn't, like, pay for it again. You know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. support it in that kind of way. And probably be apprehensive about seeing anything from henceforth from that. But it's hard. Yeah. They're... I don't know. It's just blanket statements. Like not all of it is just easy. blanket well, statements. Yeah, no, no, it's a not lot of all shit of it. That's coming out this it's last not all year of it, but like definitive. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, but 
there's definitely a lot of people that are really hypocritical about it. Like in Hollywood, it's easy to single out people because names come out connected to stuff, but they'll like still watch football. And you think of how many fucking people in football have beaten their wives and done shit like that, but it's not as easy to like single them out because they're part of a team. Yeah. So it's like, but you're still supporting them. So like, Fucking people will be like, oh my god, he still watches movies? Don't you know he does this? Like, hey, do you still go see the fucking Jaguars? About eight of their fucking players beat their wives last year. (laughs) It's like, no, it's not the same thing. It is, because you're supporting him. (laughs) You're supporting those people. Yeah. It's it's a matter of, like, people dive into these people's personal lives, and then they get pissed when they find something they don't like. I'm sure everyone's got skeletons in their closet. And the more you dig, the more you're going to find stuff you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We should probably move on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that I support people and what they do, but Jesus Christ, I don't pay people to live decent lives. There's a lot of people that do bad shit in their lives. God damn it, Trey. I'm all fired up now. We're all animals, Joel. We are all animals. Captain Marvel, Troy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, they have a actress... Uh, Gemma Chan to play the villain oh, in Captain hell? Marvel, the villain of Minerva. Okay, Do you know who Minerva is? Not off the top of my head. I don't. okay. Well, I don't know either. Minerva. So. She's gonna be Minerva. 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 Hey Google. Who is Minerva in Captain Marvel? Ah, you whatever. wouldn't understand Google. She wouldn't understand. You're just a, you're just a computer. <laughs> you don't understand feelings. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Troy. Look out! There's some talks going on there. In fact, James Gunn had a conversation with a certain Star Wars Uh-oh. legend, Mark Hamill. Might be involved with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Oh, okay. In some form. All right. Do you think they'll, uh, if he'd be in it, do you think they're going to throw, like, a lampshade on it and, like, make references to, like, like, meta kind of shit? I don't know. I'd be okay if they mildly did that. But, like, if, (laughs) I I wouldn't like it if he came on and he's like, hi, I'm a new character named... Duke Nightwalker. <laughs> be like, oh, okay. But uh, Duke Nightwalker. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty fun. I'd be into that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm for it. Yeah, completely for it. Yeah. Put it in, even if he's Duke Nightwalker. I just want Mark Hamill to get more work. He does need to he's be more things. Fucking good. He is great. He's so good. He's great. When he's on, he's fucking on. Yeah. And I don't know a lot of things where he's off, really. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's not in many things. <laughs> no. But voice work, he's been for years. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's on. Oh, that's on, babe. It's on, babe. God, he's always on on that shit. Uh, last bit of news, Troy. Did you ever ke- keep up with Pokemon Go? Nope. <laughs> I deleted it after about a week. <laughs> <laughs> but were you were you a fan of the game, at least like the I augmented the augmented reality? Yeah, I was. Well, Troy. Oh, 
Apparently, there's some other property jumping into the augmented reality game. Ghostbusters Look is putting out their own AR game called Ghostbusters World. Okay. Which is the same premise where you uh, go out to certain areas, like physically walk to certain areas and pick up different ghosts. Okay. And then battle them at in certain gyms. Oh, okay. So it's not just like a capture the ghosts and put them in your little box pretty much and bring them back home and put them in a chamber for just some oh, yeah. city yep. official to come in and you're mine now. <laughs> and yeah. release them on the world and then you have to fight like gozer or whatever yeah and then say that the mayor has no dick <laughs> yeah that's right i think that movie was pg right <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah how would you what would you be interested in that um i would try it out yeah. But I'd still probably only play it for like a week. Probably, yeah. I don't have like a fucking time to go walk <laughs> around town to catch fake ghosts on my phone. You like be like called called in to your work like, "Hold on. I'm staring at a slimer right now. I need to capture it." <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> I'll play it for like 2 days and then I'll forget it's on my phone and then I'll be like, "Well, I'm going to delete this." I hear you, Troy. There's, we're just too old for that shit. We're too old. We're fucking Danny Glover. We're Dan- Danny Glovering for AR. <laughs> Except I do enjoy the AR stickers on uh, my phone. I love that. Are you your... AR stickers? Yeah. The, you might have in the Google Play Store. There's AR sticker downloads. Yeah. And the, the Google phone had like some preloaded on there of like star wars and stranger things and stuff yeah and so you just hold it up to like i always do it with macy like sometimes those are my oh yeah that's right um but like you just hold it up and then you can just drop like a stormtrooper next to her and then (laughs) it'll just be like walking along and then if you put like a a bb-8 next to it they'll interact with each other oh god so it's kind of cool that is pretty sweet and there's some other download packs in the google play store but Sometimes I just I'm still too old for some of this shit. <laughs> Man, it's gone. It's I just gone. don't fucking have the time. It's gone all by. The time. We we missed it. It's not part of our generation. If if my life is anything like this last <laughs> week, which it is all the time, I got nothing. Fuck me, right? Fuck me, right? <laughs> got no time for nothing. I can't enjoy my AR stickers or hardly ever. <laughs> God uh, damn it. I think we got to meet up this weekend, Troy. We should. I have some time well, set aside. While this. the ladies are away, the boys, the boys will play. With AR stickers. With AR stickers. <laughs> 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 just, that's all we do all day. I really hope we and do. And then we just oh. post all of it online. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yep, it's gonna like by the end of the night, we're just gonna be trying to throw whiskey bottles at <laughs> at store at imaginary. Fuck storm you, BB Eight. Yeah. Ah, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you, BB. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Troy, I do have a bit though. Oh my god. I it's not Kevin bit. Smith though, because he's still. It's alive. not. He's still alive. Great. Don't worry about that. Oh, but uh, we do have to subject ourselves to the. All too familiar theme song. Subject. Of Neil's bits. Great. Here we go. 
So People who died amidst the pits. Please Try. stay tuned to Neo's bids. All right, now. Later. No. Oh, no. Okay. Wait. We're waiting. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be. Hey, come on. Wait. <laughs> Wait. There you go, Neil. Good job. I love that song. Good job. <laughs> Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Who's a good boy? <laughs> he did so good. Who's a good boy? He did so, such a good job. Next time I see him, I'm going to rub his ears. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Troy. Yes. At, uh, dying at 97. Jesus. Big, long life. Yeah. Uh, Louis Gilbert passed away if you don't know him he is a famed james bond director oh okay directing such films as you only live twice diamonds are forever and even the coveted moonraker that we did on this very show <laughs> all right <clears throat> famed director 97 97 god is he a brit He's doing those James Gotta Bond be a Brit. movies. Probably Gotta a Brit. be a Brit. What are those Brits doing over there, living so long? Does he know the Queen? Was he knighted? Does that uh, give you extra long life? <laughs> you get knighted? Yeah. Gives you power-ups. Oh, God. Elton John's probably going to live forever. Oh, yeah. And Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Gotta be, yeah. He's got to be like, he's like, what, like 140 now? Yeah, he's probably going to live to 200. I could not, I could imagine. He's going to outlive all of us. Ugh. All of us. Every single one of us. He'll just be Got laughing there. at our graves. <laughs> so. What's yeah. this guy's name again? Lewis Gilbert. Lewis Gilbert. Congratulations yes. on your accomplishments. Yep. So sorry if you're passing. You've been officially relieved of duty. <laughs> May you now take your leave of absence <laughs> and rest peacefully. <laughs> Good work. Good work. And it's done. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. We did good. We did good. We should whisper for the rest of the show. That sounds like an amazing idea. I guess we should do it then. Yeah. I bet the people that have their earbuds turned down really low really love this part of the show I right now. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you hear a goddamn thing they're saying? Let's not whisper. Yeah, let's stop. <laughs> I would, let's stop if, that. If I was listening to a show that whispered as long as we just did, I'd be like, <laughs> fuck this, unsubscribe. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, I got two trailers this week, JT. I have, um... Yeah, I'll just... Actually, I've got three. Oh, my God. I've got three. You're overdoing it again. You're overworking yourself. Uh, what can I say? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm good. Uh, Look good. at me. Am I doing good? Uh, all right. Well, let me just go through my two. If you got them, chime in. Got it. How about that? If I got them, I'll flaunt them. <laughs> Thank you. The first one I got is another Netflix Sandler joint. Yeah. The Week Of, it's called. Yep. I, I saw this was up. Did not look into it. It, um... It reminds me, now this is going to sound a bit 
uh, offensive, I think. Oh, no. But it looks like... Even after our... <laughs> would you still watch people's work after... <laughs> uh, not that offensive. Okay. It kind of looks like the like black comedies that come out where it's just uh, has like a bunch of black comedians. Yeah. And you can kind of tell it's like, oh, this really isn't for me kind of a thing. You're right, Troy. This is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it kind of looks like that. So it's like Adam Sandler is the father of a daughter who's getting married to the son of Chris Rock. Yeah. Adam Sandler comes from maybe like a lower middle class family while... Wait, did I... Yeah, Adam Sandler is that. And then Chris Rock is like a famous surgeon or something, so he's pretty well off. Yeah. But he doesn't want the groom side of the family to pay for anything because he's got like too much pride, right? Yeah. Because he thinks that now he's he's got his daughter, he should pay for the wedding as like a weird dowry thing or whatever. Yep. And then hijinks ensue, right? There you go, Troy. It's something to look forward to. <laughs> the uh, audio joke of me just sighing and putting my head down. <laughs> just imagining what you're going to have to pay for in the future. My, okay, I... An aside, my mom was over earlier this week, and she was telling me about what people would say to her with four boys. Yeah. And she's like, and somebody said to her, just imagine the car insurance bill that's coming out every six months with your two vehicles and then all your children's, because if they're on the same insurance or whatever. Yeah. And she said at one point, every six months, they paid $1,500 for car insurance. And I would about shit my pants. My God. (laughs) A woman's a saint. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the week of, if I'm going to be honest, though, looks better than Sandler's previous outings. we've (laughs) watched. Yes, it does look better. Okay. It looks a little more heartfelt, maybe along along the lines of, like, click a little bit. Okay. And some of that was really good. I don't think it's going to have... Maybe it'll have a big emotional swelling ending. Yeah. I don't see it from the trailer yet, yeah. but I also didn't really see it from click. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, that depends. Would Jude allow us to review another Adam Sandler film? <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, Jude, even though you, ain't, you don't call the shots... Yeah. Your thoughts. Please. Yeah. Email in. We want to hear from our possibly one. <laughs> we have a bunch Listen. of Australian listeners. We do. So, Jude, gather up all of Australia. Yeah. You all live close together, right? Because <laughs> we're not offensive enough on this show. We, gotta, we think that Australia just knows every everyone in Australia knows each other. Right. It's just a small little island right down there, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> the fuck we're probably just turning away in <laughs> anyway uh we so love you australia jude gather up your your buddies and what's australia's consensus of adam sandler at this point yeah because apparently america just fucking loves him yeah what is going on like yeah we lot. would like to know jude we, email we in. know break your silence <laughs> break your <laughs> silence uh so, yeah, anyway, the week of, check it out. Yeah. Or no, I don't care. 
the next one I got is Unsane. Yes. Uh, the movie... Oh, what's her face in it? Fuck, I don't remember her name. Anyway, I can't remember the lead actress's name. What's she been in? I don't know. Jesus. But I know I know, I know the actress, and it's going to drive me nuts. What does it start... First nope. name start with. Nope, can't remember. Jesus Christ. What does she look like? A girl. A girl. What's the color of her goddamn hair? She's blondish. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm going to go to my history, and, oh, of course, Chelsea's just been watching movies since. Here we go. <laughs> no, don't play the trailer now. It'll say it in the description. Claire Foy. Okay. Claire Foy. See, I wouldn't have never got there. Yeah. She plays the lead character. Yeah. Who is committed to an insane asylum. Yeah. Or a mental hospital. <laughs> yes. The loony bin. Yeah. And uh, the trailer makes it seem like you can't really tell if she is all there or if she is completely sane. Yeah. Because it rides that line. Like, she wants out of the mental hospital, right? Yeah. But she says things in the trailer and things happen in it that makes it seem like she could be crazy or she could be telling the truth. And I think it's that movie is going to ride that line the whole way through. Is it kind of like, like a one flew over, flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of, uh, but more, I think more heightened. Oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, it, it I, uh, it, it very interesting. And, it, and from, some of the reviews on there, granted, I didn't look at who sent them, but they have four-star reviews yeah. on what they've seen so far. I don't know who it was. It could be Bleeding Cool or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Or some schmuck from a local newspaper. Or some lowly podcasters from a small town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it looks good. In my opinion, it looks good. So, Unsane. Yes. Check out the trailer. On the YouTubes. That's my two. Sounds good. Well, Troy, uh, the first trailer that I stumbled upon is the latest work from the creators of The Room, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero, coming out with a film called Best Friends, with R in parentheses, so it could be Fiends. Oh, look out. Where it looks like they might be bank robbers i'm not entirely sure okay but uh i saw the trailer it wasn't a lot of dialogue okay but uh it definitely looks like better production than the room <laughs> okay good they're like, on the right track so uh i don't know i'm curious to see uh what it does all right all right like this this the, the shots that i saw look more comprehensible <laughs> than the room dialogue in the trailer? There wasn't a lot of dialogue. There's okay. like a few words here and there. Okay. So it makes me wonder <laughs> how, is this, how this is going to be. Okay. All right. Like it might might be where like they tried to play it too straight. So now it's going to be not so bad that it's good. Yeah. I can see that. So I'm, I'm wondering if they might have fucked up. Who knows? Or it could be a career revi uh, revitalization. Yeah, maybe they might show their true colors and be amazing. Who right. knows? Yeah, we don't know. I actually heard about this uh, during like the whole like touring for um, what the Franco movie, the Disaster Artist. The Disaster Artist. Thank yes. you. Um, 
and Sestero was saying something about they've got another movie in the works called Best Friends. Yeah. And but I didn't know much about it, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll have to look into well, that. The trailer's up now. All right, all right. So we'll see. Uh, next thing on the docket, uh, HBO put out their first trailer for Fahrenheit 451 Ooh. that they're going to put up with okay. uh, Michael B. Jordan and uh-huh. Michael Shannon. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty much just a lot of talk about burning books. And the whole okay. thing. It looks it's got like a futuristic look to it. Uh-huh. So uh yeah, I'm curious to see how well they do with it. I've asked Molly's read the book and I asked her about it and she's curious how they're gonna play it off because by how she was talking, like the whole book is just like a conversation between two people. Mm. And this is like a, a feature length film. Yeah. <laughs> I started reading that and then I, I don't think I ever finished. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember how far I got into it. So I think Molly said it's only like a hundred and fifty pages long. Like it's not even that long of yeah. a book. I I want. I think it was like I was doing a report on Kurt Vonnegut in high school, and I was trying well, to. Well, it's get... Ray Bradbury. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, then fuck. <laughs> I know, remember I started reading it. Oh, I know what it was now. I was trying to do a report on sci-fi authors. Yeah. And I was choosing between, like, three, and it was, like, Ray Bradbury, Kurt Vonnegut, and somebody else. Yeah. And so I was, like, sampling some stuff. Yeah. And that's why I never finished 451. Gotcha. Pretty sure that was. And then I did some report on Kurt Vonnegut and read some shitty book that he recently wrote, and I did not like <laughs> Or couldn't get into it. I don't know. I was not as an experienced of a reader to get into some heavy sci-fi like yeah heavy sci-fi yeah so oh yes there's some sci-fi out there that's like heavy yeah like it's borderline <laughs> incomprehensible yeah that's the book i read <laughs> jumping chapter to chapter in different parts of this man's life but they never give you dates you just have to get it from context jesus and it's just like i don't fucking know it's just words dude <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking like 17 or something. I don't get this shit. But uh, I'm curious to see how it, how it comes out. I think it, it. they said that it comes out in May. So we'll see. Okay. May is stacked as fuck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> stacked Squeezing it. as fuck. Maybe we'll we'll have it in a what we've been watching. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Maybe if it gets hits that right spot. That's right. Who knows? Uh, last trailer that I saw came out today. Jesus. Uh, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. Ooh. Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Okay. It's kind of a teaser. They just throw some random scenes in there. But it, it looks like what Disney always does, where they took someone else's idea and they made it awesome. Okay. Like, this looks like if you did the emo- emoji movie, awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, it's pretty much just... Uh, uh, Ralph and like uh, whoever Sarah Silverman plays, I can't remember her name. Yeah, that little girl. Yeah, like they, uh, some guy goes into the arcade where they are and like connects all the games to Wi-Fi, and they're like, "Oh, what's this?" And then they like get sucked into the internet, and it's just them. From what they showed, it's just them traveling through the internet. Cool. <laughs> like there's just like one where they go to eBay, and it's like 
Now bidding on a velvet <laughs> painting of a sad cat. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it just looks amazing. Like the last bit that they show in it is like they get trapped in like some uh, app game where like you feed pancakes to a cat and then you feed milkshakes to a dog. <laughs> And then they find all the pancakes, and it's like, look at all these pancakes we found! And they just keep feeding them to the cat, and it's like, the cat gets, starts getting, like, super fat, and they're like, maybe we should feed the dog. And it's like, no! Pancakes go to the cat! And then they just show the cat slowly eating pancakes! Oh, it's amazing. But I, I'm on board for it already. Like, the, the small bit they showed me of it, it looks fun. Awesome. In fact, I'm thinking... Uh, since we're we're talking about doing video game movies in April, we should do Wreck-It Ralph. All right. Yeah, sure. Get a refresher. Yeah, I'm curious about it again. Like, I haven't seen it in a while, and I remember really liking it when it first came out. Yeah, I remember liking it. I wasn't, like, in love with it. Yeah. But, uh, I'd be up for a revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! 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 Like, not expose ourselves to extremely shitty video game movies. (laughs) Actually, maybe watch some things that are like, you know what? I don't want to die right now. It would be nice to have some uppers throughout the the month. So we're just not, like, depressed by week four. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's all my trailers. But we got to dive into why we're here. For our next tournament, yes, Tournament Movies Vol Two. Uh, last week, our match was Joe versus the Volcano versus Psycho, mm-hmm. and it was a close match. But Joe versus the Volcano came out on top. Alrighty, over Psycho. It was uh pretty dead even for a while. Yeah, for the pretty much throughout the weekend, it was fifty fifty. Yeah. And then there was a few votes that came out in favor of Joe versus Volcano. And then there, like, there was like one more vote for Psycho. And I was like, oh, God, no one, no one else vote. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that goddamn tie. <laughs> but it held off Joe versus the Volcano coming out ahead. Awesome. So we'll see. I I don't remember. I think I'm, I voted for Joe versus the Volcano. I think I did because yeah. I haven't I've never seen it. Yeah. I'm thinking if October's scarce, we should do like an Alfred Hitchcock month, because I'm okay. I fucking love Hitch- Hitchcock films. I've seen a few of those. I could do those. Yeah, sure. Have you seen Vertigo? I've never seen Vertigo. Ooh, we should do Vertigo. Ooh, I'm in for a treat. We should do Vertigo. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Joe versus the volcano added to the docket, along with Jack and Enter the Dragon. Okay. <laughs> Very uh, varied. Very, very varied. Very varied. Uh, Which brings us up to our next matchup for this week. We have a film, a recent film, uh, which was kind of controversial for its time because it seemed to glorify something that may have ruined people's lives. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we have another film where uh, it's kind of a... uh, a mildly romantic film starring a very prominent child actor. All right. And uh, for the first film, I've got the taglines. Of yeah. course, I always do. 
The tagline <laughs> for the first film from 2013, Earn, Spend, Party. Uh, from 2013? Yes. Fuck. I don't know. It is the 2013 film, The Wolf of Wall Street. Shit, I was going to say Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> but I thought it came out later than that. I thought it came out 2015. Nope, 2013. All right. All right. So there you go, Wolf of Wall Street. And our second film, uh, the tagline is very vague. But I'll give it anyways. All right. A funny and moving family film. <laughs> I don't have any clue. Stars a prominent child actor. What year did it come out? 1991. Home Alone 2. You're close. Home Alone 3. Mm, it's not Home Alone, <laughs> but it does have the child actor that you're thinking of. It is... Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing him back in the mix. Well, I'll put it this way, Troy. Get out your EpiPens and put away the bees because it's my girl. All right. This is a this is a fun match. Yeah. Both are pretty respected movies. Yeah. All right. All right. So there you go. The Wolf of Wall Street and My Girl. The match for this coming week we'll see what comes out on top okay i'm curious all right all right i think i know which one i would pick really yeah any thoughts i don't want to give it away okay i'll vote and i'll give it uh, i'll tell you next week okay but uh is there a reason why uh you were drawn to joe versus the volcano i haven't seen it yeah and then one of our listeners is also in a Slack chat that I'm in. Yeah. And they brought up that movie in the Slack chat after we brought it up. Yeah. And started going on about it with all the other guys talking about it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, maybe I need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and so that swayed my decision more. Are we pretty big in the Slack chat? Not all the time. Okay. <laughs> Got my hopes up. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I actually didn't know up until this week if I had, if, if we had listeners in the Slack chat. Yeah. Now I know that we do. Fair enough. So, Good. Shout out to the it. Slack chat. Check it out, Slack chat. What up to my Slack chat, peeps? <laughs> what up, y'all? What up, Mikey P? <laughs> <laughs> They go Wolf of Wall Street and my girl. Get your boats in. All right. Do it up. But that is Tournament of Random Movies 2. We're talking about the winner yep, of Tournament one. of Random Movies Volume 1. The Weird Al Yankovic, some would say classic, <laughs> UHF. Yes. Yes. Debuting July <laughs> 21st. 1989. Summer release. Summer release. Look out. With a budget of $5 million, uh, it's worldwide gross, which I think it was only released domestically. Yeah. But its total uh, uh, box office was $6.1 million. Got its money back. <laughs> Maybe it did. <laughs> uh, released by Orion Pictures. Yep. 
Uh, same people who, same as RoboCop. Same people who brought out as <laughs> RoboCop. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a sixty three percent. Oh. Uh, IMDb has it at a seven out of ten. Whoa. <laughs> and Gene Siskel gave it zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you mean a guy that wears a dumb shitty bow tie? <laughs> Gave it zero stars? Yep. Alright. Gene Siskel. There you have it. Uh, I got more trivia about the movie, if we can go drop it on farther me. into it. Maybe I'll drop some more in as the show goes on. Drop it on me, T-Max. I gave a few things when we were actually doing the right. tournament. And I, di- I didn't repeat those in here. Gotcha. So I didn't, I didn't want to just fill for time by saying fair, shit we already know fair enough um weird al yeah uh once this movie was greenlit because yeah. it was in production for a few years yeah but once it finally got the green light to go yeah weird al had to turn down being the opener for michael jackson's world tour what weird right <laughs> would have never expected that so what he would he have done i'm fat on Michael Jackson's tour? Maybe. I don't know. Like, have it bleed into I'm bad? <laughs> that would be pretty killer. Uh, that would be pretty rad. And, like, have that be the transition to Michael Jackson shit? Are you kidding me? Like, have Weird Al Yankovic in a fat suit <laughs> dancing right next to Michael Jackson hand in hand. That's right. They'd be holding hands. Oh, they would be Obviously. holding hands, of I mean, course. that's silly. If, Why would you not? Yeah. You're on the same stage as Michael Jackson. I'd hold the shit out of his hand. Of course you would. That's fucking common knowledge, you idiot. You stupid dum-dum. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one of the facts that blew me out of the water. Yeah. Uh, another one is the weirdo scientist guy. I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. Um, he was almost played by Joel Hodgson. The creator of Mystery From, Science oh, Theater 3000. Really? And it's weird because Joel Hodson turned the role down because he didn't want to do the movie because he was burnt out by doing so much TV. Yeah. So he wanted some time off. But not that far later, he created Mystery Science <laughs> Theater 3000 and then it turned into a whole thing. I think that's also the same role that... Um, God damn it, what's his name? I brought her brought his name up when we did the trivia for it. Uh, Sorry, just fuck. took a big swig. Back to the future. Doc Brown? No. Um <laughs> the dad. Oh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, I think that's the same role they offered Crispin Glover, but then he wanted to play the The car salesman. The car salesman that said he would beat he would club baby seals if he didn't buy his cars. Yeah. And that is a well, it's a spoiler. It's a minuscule role. It is borderline. It is like not even almost non-existent. Like it's just like a th- a throwaway <laughs> commercial. Yeah. Uh, another casting little fact here: Ellen DeGeneres and Jennifer Tilly were first considered for Weird Al's love interest in the movie. Uh, they we'll, went to another direction. We'll talk about it. <laughs> 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 um. The other ones, I'll just sprinkle in throughout the show. Okay. So I'm going to delete these right now. I'll remember. Okay. So, Joel. Yeah? Would you regale us and myself? <laughs> or uh, remind you? Remind us all what happened What you repressed? 
No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, well, we follow Weird Al, who plays a kind of a guy that's down on down and out on his luck, called George. Yep. Who's just trying to find his way in life. Just does not know his purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so creative. We just can't find an outlet for it. Yeah. Until his insanely rich yeah. uncle acquires a TV station, a UHF station on the outskirts of town, uh, UHF 64? 62, I 62, think. 62, yeah. So he sees the perfect opportunity to kind of flex those creative muscles and uh, in the process gets uh, mildly overtaken by the big station in town, Channel 8, mm-hmm. and uh, a small war comes out from that and in the process we get a lot of wacky hijinks <laughs> from George and the crew yes and uh yeah <laughs> you petered out there at the end are you tired no spoilers. I think no yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it, it it reflects a lot of uh what the movies <laughs> we'll see okay. we'll All see right. no spoilers <laughs> So, I'm going to say this right off the top. Yeah. Um, if you're not a fan of Weird Al, then you're not going to like this movie. Yeah. There may be other reasons why you don't like it. But if you're not into Weird Al, like Chelsea Danger doesn't like Weird Al. Yeah. Which I find a travesty. I adore Weird Al. I like Weird Al. Um, but, caveat, yeah. Weird Al does things, some things... Really great. Yeah. That doesn't expand to everything. Weird Al is one of those things that you can take them in song-length doses. doses. <laughs> yes. This is an hour and a half long film. Fun fact, the original cut was two and a half hours long. Holy shit! <laughs> and Weird Al cut uh, a lot out of it. Uh, because they were, he said that jokes that really didn't contribute to the main plot, they were just kind of non sequiturs that went nowhere. You mean there were, all the jokes in this were supposed to be contributing to the plot? Um, <laughs> I mean, some were sequitur, many non sequitur, but <laughs> I would also argue that the commercials laced throughout this movie yeah. are some of the best things of the movie. I would say that, yeah. That also goes hand Compared in hand. to everything in the film, yeah. That also goes hand in hand. It's like, he makes a great parody of a song that's three minutes long. Yeah. Like, I felt His like... commercials that are 30 seconds long, also great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um... Yeah, well then then we'll uh, we'll talk about other things. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you Okay, um you wanted to talk about uh Weird Al or George's love interest, it seems. Yeah. What did you have to uh, say about that? So, she's played by uh SNL alum Victoria Jackson. I'm going to open up the MDM. I believe her name is Victoria Jackson. I'm opening it up. It's going to be at just a second while I look up <laughs> <Okay>. UHF. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it is Victoria Jackson. Victoria Jackson. Yeah. She was uh, pretty prominent in, like, the late 80s, early 90s of SNL. And 
you can definitely tell she was brought on because it's like, hey, she's from SNL. Big name. Because she fucking sucks in this. <laughs> <laughs> she is a bit of nothing in she this. She has... She's like playing sad eyes the entire film. Yeah. Like, I, I just didn't like her. And then like, even like... I've heard today that she's like a weird right-wing nut job. Oh, really? Yeah. I've See, heard like interviews with her where she just like has like angry interviews. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't... Uh... She's best known from this. Yeah. That's her first credit in her IMDb. <laughs> um, I recognized her right off the bat, but I couldn't place that face. Yeah. And when you said SNL, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. I've seen her there. She's from the love toilet. <laughs> <laughs> her and Kevin Nealon embracing each other on a toilet. She's from the love toilet. Uh, but, yeah, she... If it went to Ellen, Ellen, I think would have been a weird choice. But uh, maybe I think she would have been more. Like this felt like one of those like forced in love interests where they. I don't. Do they even touch each other in this? (laughs) They. I don't know. They might have embraced once. I don't even remember an embrace. They might have hugged at the end, but there was. I don't think there was a single kiss. Yeah, I don't think because the love interest really in this isn't tied to anything except for weird al yeah it's just a, a thing of like look at him he's not gay that's pretty much why they have him in there <laughs> well <laughs> sure i guess like it, it's like, like there's no were... reason to have a love interest it's so crowbarred in like there's just random yeah, things it where it's yeah. just like he shows up like hey guys i gotta go see my girlfriend like why is this a thing like you're not you don't even fucking care and then the thing the scenes they yeah. do involve with her it makes him seem like a big dick yeah, I, yeah, the only reason for a love interest in this would be for when he has, like, a, like, a second act, like, downfall. It makes yeah. it just that much worse when they, like, break up. Yeah. Or whatever. But you can never feel, like, I everything he does with her really is so minor cre- spoilers from here on out until we just build up to spoilers. Well, usually when we do movies this old, usually when we move, do movies this old, we just do spoilers regardless. Yeah. But it's just, everything he does with her is so creepy. Like, what? Well, listen, okay, the movie is partially somewhat of a cartoon. So, like, I took it as, like, a, like a heightened sense of reality. So what do you mean by creepy? Like, I don't, like, just announcing your date with her over the air. See, that didn't bo- that <laughs> didn't bother me so much. I like when they break okay. up and he stuffs her house full of shit. No, that didn't bother me at all. What I did find weird though is that he did like announce her birthday over the airwaves yeah. and that same day forget. Yeah. <laughs> like he was so adamant about making sure that these plans were made and then they didn't even make it where it's like, I'm busy. He's, like, sitting at his desk, like, with his, like, head on his on his fist, being like, hmm. How and then it was just like, money? oh, wait, what time is it? Like, he's like, you're not even busy. Right. He's just there. Yeah. And then when he's and then when he is with her, it seems like he doesn't even fucking care about her. Like, the one scene they show of them together, like, he shows up at her house, and then, like, he throws these weird tantrums. And then he's like, oh, what'd you make? And then he grabs all the mashed potatoes and puts them on his plate and makes a mountain. 
But yeah. that goes, it's like a bit that goes nowhere. It's like a spoof off Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't, no. So, like, <laughs> that they do the exact same thing in Close Encounters, where, like, people are, like, fucking having these visions and some shit. Yeah. And during a dinner scene, somebody piles up mashed potatoes and does the exact same thing Weird Al does. God damn So it. this movie, okay, one of the comments I want to say about this movie is that this movie does the spoof before it gets to like that epic movie and all those kind of. I shit know that this came is like Friedberg and Seltzer before Friedberg and Seltzer. <laughs> yeah, and I do think it does it better than those movies, but then it's still not as good as like full out parodies, like a Naked Gun yeah. or an Airplane, yeah. or stuff like that. Like it's really on the nose. Yeah. There's pretty much well, it's so on the nose that they recreate the Raiders of the Lost Ark opening, yeah, almost entirely. Yeah, with like a few things thrown in to try and make it funnier, but then you're like, what? <laughs> I did laugh when they did do that when in the very opening, I can't remember what it was. But he went to go turn and look behind him, and then his head turned all the way around, <laughs> and it, like, clicked, like... Yeah. And I was like, what? There's, like, yeah, there's <laughs> some things where they just, they throw in just random shit. Like, when the guy, when the guy's like, oh, don't go in there, and then he keeps going, and then the guy runs away and gets hit by a train for no reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like, what? <laughs> I'm glad they set those kind of rules early. Yeah, but this is like all this is all a dream too. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Because George has an overactive imagination. That's yeah, why he has a hard time they holding put that, down yeah. a job. Yeah, which uh, they, that's another thing that always rubs me the wrong way about movies like this, where like they keep instilling the fact that he's actually creative. Like they don't they don't have enough faith in the subject material for you to be like, yeah, he's got an overactive imagination. Like you have to, they constantly have to have people coming in and being like. Wow, George, you have a really active imagination. You sure are creative, because they they're not because they're like scared that you're gonna watch this shit and be like, "What's the f who the fuck's this dumb idiot thinking of all this stupid shit?" <laughs> like they need to like instill by characters saying so that in this world, this is really good stuff. You need to think that this is good stuff. I yeah yeah, <laughs> it, but I'm they almost have to like make reference to it in this movie because sometimes what happens in his like dream imaginary state isn't that much far off what's happening in the real world yeah like it's granted's dream straight state is a little more absurd and heightened but also in like the real world like his mom pinches his cheeks and his cheek stretches out like a foot and it's <laughs> yeah. like ugh. <laughs> And, like, it just snaps back to his face like yeah. a cartoon or something yeah. like that. So I'm like, that's real. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of weird. Um, so. Oh, shit. I lost my train of thought. Um, well, I'll I, just go back and visit my facts. I don't know. Like, the thing that I felt, felt was the most frustrating with this was that there were things in here that did feel genuinely creative but they were so few and far between. Like, it felt like, in terms of the comedy, like, I was, like, starving, and then it would throw me a piece of bread every once in a while, where, mm. like, a bit like that 
would not be as funny, but because I'm like, like starving for something that was funny, I was like, that was good. I'm on board now. And then it would continue to go where I'm like, Ugh. okay, I'm waiting. Yeah. Some there's, <laughs> uh, cause Michael Richardson, which we can get more into on depth in just a minute. Yeah. Um, it's like him, weird Al and like, the Channel 8 guys are, like, really the only comic relief kind of in this. Yeah. And I say that as, like, everybody's kind of being light and jokey and and has, like, levity in it. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, these are, like, the major players Yeah. of comedy. They do have... They have, they have some characters they throw in here and there, especially in, like, the, like the TV vignettes. Mm, yeah. Which, <laughs> some of those are insane <laughs> yes but i like those though yeah um uh okay what i was gonna say is that weird al and michael richardson are like richards oh, i'm sorry richards <laughs> is uh they're like way over the top like yeah, like way, like way, way goofy. Yeah, you can definitely tell where Michael Richards got his inspiration for Kramer. He oh, does, yeah, like, he's almost Kramer in this. Yeah, yeah. At least like, I, I almost actions. I almost wish this movie did more physical comedy because I think a lot of the physical stuff they do in this is really funny. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't get over his fake teeth because for a minute. <laughs> Because they look pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, did he get work done on his mouth before he went to Seinfeld? Because I kept looking at his teeth like, are they real? And I had to look up. They're like, did he have dental work done? Because, mm-hmm. like, those are some big-ass teeth in his mouth. Yeah. But they looked just subdued enough that they could have been real. Yeah. So I was like, they're fake, by the way. Yeah. Obviously. Well, obviously not obviously, because I had no fucking idea. <laughs> Um, but Michael Richards, I thought, uh, was an odd character in this. Yeah. He was, it, he was the character in this where like the minute he started getting on my nerves, he said something that made me laugh. And then I was like, ah, all right, I'll give you one more chance. And then it's like, oh my God, you're grating on me so much. And then you throw in one more thing where I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. He was great. I found him more grating than I did enjoyable. Yeah. But only by, like, a small margin. Because they, he did have some things where I'd be like, I like that. Yeah. But I also found out that he ad-libbed some of his lines. Yeah. Which I think are the ones that I liked. I think so, too. <laughs> because there's one uh, bit that he did where he does, like, a commercial on his show for toys and cereal. Yeah. Where he's, like, starting out and he's eating watermelon. <laughs> I was going to bring this up. <laughs> he's halfway through eating the watermelon and then he just smells like, this smells like poop. <laughs> that was all For no ad-libbed. reason. <laughs> that whole he's... thing was all ad-libbed, right? Because, like, I guess he was supposed to, like, start doing a commercial for cereal, but he's eating watermelon because he's like, mm, this is good. 
this tastes like poop. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. <laughs> he's like halfway through eating it too. Yeah. So he throws it away and then goes starts tastes eating cornflakes like... and he's like, there's a toy in this. Kids do all this to your cereal, but don't tell your mom <laughs> or whatever. That whole thing was ad lib, yeah. and I liked that a lot. Yeah, just I loved it. Like, he was he, he ate a fuck ton of that watermelon, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, he's like, "This tastes like poop." <laughs> what the fuck? But then there's scenes where he's like kidnapped at the end, where he's just being like ADHD all over the place. Oh fuck! And I was just like, "Oh, you're fucking killing me, bro." Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's like lines where he, he gets me. Like when he gets fired from Channel Eight, and the boss is like, uh, "Tell me, Stanley, what's missing on this desk?" And he's like, "That stapler." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but otherwise, like, I I I still found him more annoying. I like I don't know. Like yeah. Like, for every good line that he has, there's, like, a fuck ton of them going, like, oh, I'll do it for you, George! I'll do it for you! I'll do it for you! Like, yeah, he comes God. Up, like, like, really awkward. But, I don't know, maybe that was, like, what Weird Al was kind of going for, because sometimes yeah. he plays in that realm, too. Yeah. So, I don't, I, I don't know. There was some times in this where Weird Al struck me as a big fucking asshole. I... He was, like, <laughs> I got to points where I was, like... If you were a person that I knew, I would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> like you were he, really uh, annoying me. Yeah, I there. Yeah, annoying. I didn't find him so much as an, I guess, an asshole. But like, there are some points where I was like, "Man, you are oh, really fucking annoying." <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I just like, uh, um. Like, okay, so, like, he would just be carrying on, like, a normal scene, right? And just as this could be, like, any scene. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he'd go, like, weird, crazy, weird out, yeah. like, outbursts, and, like, yeah. to the point where it would almost take you out of the scene. Yeah. Like, he'll try like, and do, what? like, he'll try and do, like, a moder moderately normal, decent scene, and he'll be like, I'm so fucking stupid! And he'd, yeah. like, bang his head against something, and you're like, where did this come from? Right. And, and, then the, and that's still, like, classic Weird Al, but, like... When you're trying to, like, drive a scene home yeah. and, like, trying to tell a story, it's just, like, jarring. <laughs> yeah. But, it, it, I mean, it works in, like, a three-minute song because, like, it, I mean, it, it just works. I don't yeah. know. His stories work in the short form. Yeah. Long form kind of doesn't work. Yeah. I know. That's it, probably it... going to be the main... Theme. The main main theme of the whole thing, <laughs> like, uh, like I said, I was, I was hungry for something funny so much that like the things that popped up that were funny, like popped me pretty hard because I wanted them to happen so bad. Yeah. Because so much of this is just waiting. Yeah. You're like, all right, here we come on. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be good, and then. No. Yeah, no, uh, no. I'm gonna go through some of my notes because we're about where I could, well, about halfway through the movie explaining it, I guess. I go on to start saying like, it's kind of like the scary movie, epic movie kind of stuff yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. And in the first eleven minutes, it rips off Indiana Jones and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. In the first 
ten minutes. Yeah. Where the first maybe five minutes of it is just a ripoff of Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. Yeah. Oh, it, to to a T. Yeah. <laughs> like, Does it pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, oh, I said that already. Um, <laughs> I have a note. I really hope those aren't Michael Richards' real teeth. <laughs> um. Oh, okay, here's the one note I wanted to find. By the time Weird Al was cramming that clown's face full of dog food, I about had it with this movie. <laughs> that was only 30 minutes into it. Yeah. One hour to go. I did like when the kid spit in his face, though. Oh, my God. I lost it so much. The fact that he gave him his first name, too. It was like, what's your name? Billy. Billy what? <laughs> and the fact that the kid was also losing his shit too like he was like borderline laughing and that was their best take yeah that was their best take because like i there was a trivia on that fact too where they like they did that scene like eight times or whatever <laughs> and still this is the best take they had so the kid was still losing it after like yeah. eight takes of spitting in <laughs> weird al's spitting face spitting in weird al's face <laughs> oh shit also um, his buddy Bob yeah. plays that clown. Oh yeah! And so when Weird Al went to go like hit his face with a frying pan, he actually bopped him in the nose and mouth with yeah. it, and like caught the guy off guard. So that's why he's kind of like yeah, not really into it. <laughs> and then his actually lips split open, but you can't tell because he's got the clown makeup on. Yeah. But, like, that was, like, I guess in the director's commentary, Weird Al's going, I actually accidentally smacked him in the face with this frying pan. And then he started bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> but you couldn't tell because he had clown makeup on. Yeah. He wasn't too happy with me after this shot. Skinny skinny Sam Kinison, yeah. his best friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one, okay, so the, the, the whole crux of the movie is that they have this UHF Studio 62 and... They're trying not to let it go out of business. Yeah. Because once he gets it, they find that they're just hemorrhaging money because they're trying yeah. to... It's, nobody watches it or whatever. So then, when it starts turning around for them, is when, um, after, like, Weird Al gets broken up with, he's depressed on this kid show that he's doing. Yeah. And so he just walks off, and he's like, tells uh, Michael Richards' character to be like, you want to be on TV? Oh, oh, yeah, sure. I'll be on TV. <laughs> uh, all right, you're on now. And so he goes on the kid's show. And then so uh, George and Bob walk off to a bar and sit down at the bar. Yeah. Totally depressed that nothing's going their way. They're going to lose the channel. Meanwhile, and, I guess this bar was watching a kid's show. That's exactly what I have <laughs> in my notes. I'm like, why is this bar watching children's programming? <laughs> but they see Michael Richards doing his show and immediately it becomes a hit in the first episode Yeah, where they're getting phone calls to the station saying like, who was that guy? Oh my God. He was so great or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, if nobody watches this channel, why does this make any sense? Yeah. I mean, unless one person saw it, started a phone tree. Yeah. Call everybody else to tune into channel 62 or whatever. Yeah. Plus, it makes George seem like a like a fucking loser because everything he's done was nothing. Right. And then all he did was just be like, "Hey, Stanley, go do my show." Right. And then he's the hit. But then George gets all the success, which made me hate him even more. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah. you didn't do shit. You just gave your show to Stanley, and then he made it a success. Right. And it's weird because, really, Stanley doesn't do anything much different. Yeah. <laughs> like, by the time, like, it is different, they just have the budget so he can do more things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like, even, like, the fucking thing from his show is so out of left field. Like, it almost felt like a fucking Tim and Eric skit. Yes, where I was that like, in my notes, too. It was just like, oh, you found the marble in the big vat of oatmeal, and I'm going to spray you with a hose. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? You win the prize of drinking from the fire hose. Yeah. And so he blasts his kid in the face with a fire hose. So, like, I have that exact note. Uh, it's like my next one, or whatever. Okay, I have all of the shows that are on Channel 62 are just anything that you can see now on Adult Swim. Pretty much. It's so, it's like uncanny because yeah. there's like the, the, what's his name? Steven something? Michael Richards character? Uh, Stanley. Stanley. Stanley Spadowski or something. He's got his own like kid show. Yeah. There's the Mexican guy that, like, houses animals in his apartment, which at one point he decides to see if poodles can fly. And throws a... And throws them out the window where they die. <laughs> I got a note on that I'll come back to in just a second. Um, and, but, uh, like, a bunch of weird shows like that, right? Yeah. But I found out that uh, there was a intern that working on this movie yeah. that ended up being a producer on the Tim and Eric show. Really? So I'm like, it's so fucking weird. Jesus. That like, it's so like point A to point B where it's, yeah. you can easily see it and you'd be like, that connection wouldn't make any sense or it makes total sense, but that couldn't have happened because they yeah. made so long away from each other or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, not the fucking one of the oh, interns yeah. started at UHF produced like the tim and eric awesome it makes show. yeah it does make yeah yeah it looks so there's so much shit in here like the wheel of fish yeah which i guess <laughs> was a terrible shooting day because they used real fish and they just <laughs> cooked under those hot stage lights and <laughs> just stunk Fuck like me. so bad god yeah that karate guy was so weird too all he yelled was like you're so stupid <laughs> The like whole Watanabe time. or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, like, he's still, like, kept fucking throwing people out windows when, like, <laughs> the first time you see him, because they, like, uh, George and his buddy live in their, in the building where this karate studio is, and all he does is throw his students out the window and just yell, you're so stupid! <laughs> I, did, I did chuckle at the point where Weird Al is in the apartment, and he's like, Oh shoot! What time is it? Yeah, and the, one the of the guy guys gets, the thro- gets punched through the wall, and so Weird Al just looks at his watch. He's, He's like, like, "It's seven <laughs> thirty. I love that part. <laughs> that was really. I know. Good. Yeah, like uh, he's trying to cheer up his friends because he just got fired, and the whole time they're just hearing like, "Hey, yeah!" And like the pots are clanging and shit because yeah. like everyone's just getting their fucking ass beat in the room next door. Yeah, it, <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Um, more notes I got. Uh. Oh, we almost went through all my notes so far. Oh, shit. Um, okay. By about one hour in, I was actually really starting to enjoy the father-son relationship from the guys from Channel 8. Oh, my God. I love... 
I love the the boss's son. Yes, because he looks exact. He almost looks like Christian Bale from American Psycho, <laughs> and he like like a discount version. Of yeah, it. like he looks like he is trying so hard to just spread extra smarm on his face. Yeah, like, he's just like, oh, dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when he was first introduced, like right at the beginning, like his dad is just like bitching him out right yeah and then he's like oh i'm sorry dad or whatever and i'm like what the fuck is this i love that though because he like he's yelling at him like support like you're useless you can't do anything right i'm sorry dad (laughs) (laughs) i love that scene so much (laughs) i wasn't sure what to make of it at first and then you see him again and I was like, okay, this is what they're doing. And by, like, the third time you see him, which is, like, an hour into the movie or whatever, yeah, they play up more father-son stuff where I'm like, okay, I'm all into this now. <laughs> I fucking love this shit. And they, I think they could have done more, uh, just a little bit more of it, because yeah. I really like that evil side oh, of channel yeah, I 8 i love the so i love the evil boss from channel 8 yeah because he's just he's being so melodramatic the whole time <laughs> yeah like he can see how insane this is and he's just like super up and super down like he's either like really happy or really really angry there's <laughs> yeah. no in between no and he's getting so maniacal because now because channel 62 with uh all their good ratings have beat them yeah. for the first time ever He's a businessman. It's a business. (laughs) And so Channel 8 is trying to buy out Channel 62 and just like level it into a parking lot or whatever. Which, fun fact, the real filming location of Channel 62 is now a parking lot. Oh, well, bless them. (laughs) And I don't know if that's a fun fact or not, but it's true to life. Goddamn, he won. He finally won in the end. What was his name? RJ? RJ won. Yep. I think it was RJ. I think it was RJ. Uh... But yeah, I was really, I was really, really digging uh, the bad guy, the evil nemesis. Yeah, he was so over the top. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to throw in some more fun facts, JT. Give it to me. Dr. Demento. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, it's a uh, kind of like a radio host from a while ago that would have like odd eccentric things on his radio show. Yeah. Um, it had the likes of Weird Al on yep. there. That's where Weird Al debuted. Yeah. And it had, like, Steve Martin do some songs on there and a bunch of just, like, fun, crazy shit on his radio show. Yeah. Well, he gave Weird Al his first big break by being on his radio show, and he also plays an audience member in the one of the kids' program show that eats the whipped cream. That's Dr. Demento. <laughs> oh, bless that him. That gets force-fed that whipped cream oh. or whatever in there. Um. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I was going to go back to the guy who, the pet guy. Uh, so this movie is dedicated to Trinidad Sylvia, who is the weird pet guy yeah. in this. Because during the production of this movie, he was killed by a drunk driver. Holy shit. And so they actually had more things for him to do. Because I always, I found it weird that he was only in that one scene and it was never brought up again. Yeah, because they just talk about, like, his show but he never they never actually show him with anyone else like they're just like where'd you find this guy it's like i, I thought, don't know no no it's not even that it's like where'd you find this guy and then weird i was like where i thought you found this guy yeah. so just somehow he's broadcasting on channel 62 <laughs> without any knowledge of any of the staff or whatever yeah. 
but he's on the TV. So anyway, he he got killed by a drunk driver. So they dedicated this movie to him, and they didn't want to replace him with like a body double or a different actor. And yeah. so they kept the one scene in with him in it to like just commemorate his wife or whatever. Yeah. They didn't want to sully it by throwing in anything else. Which the- I was like, oh, that's that's admirable. The I other suppose. guy that I loved in this was like the hobo that would show up every once in a while. <laughs> like the first time you see him, he walks up to Weird Al and he's like, do you have any change? And he gives him like a handful of change and he's like, 65 75 a dollar. Oh, a dollar. And then he gives him a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted change? <laughs> I laughed at that part, too. I love that. That, like, one, uh, that one got me that... so... Yeah, that got me so good. Oh, uh, I've never seen that joke. <laughs> they do um, uh, a... Kind of like a daydreaming imaginary sequence where Weird Al is Rambo in this. Yeah. That one got me. I like that. I like a lot. that one a lot, especially like the guy that's like unloading on him. He's standing right in front of him, and they shoot at him and it blows up. I love that so much because that's totally like Rambo three it shit. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, the Rambo bodysuit that Weird Al makes was made by Greg Nicotero, who yeah. does all the Walking Dead shit. It was not a terrible bodysuit. Like it you could tell great. it was fake. Yeah, but like it was like so glistening. <laughs> Yeah. Like it looked, it looked appropriate yeah. for what it was. Like yeah. you can tell it was fake, but I'm like, it looks pretty good for being like a weird, dreamy cartoon <laughs> yeah. thing. Like I liked it. Quite that a bit. Rambo, like that's probably like, I, at this point I was like about ready to give up, and that Rambo scene showed up, and I was like, God, di- this is so dumb that I'm kind of loving it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought too, because it went on for. A few oh, minutes. Super long. And there's no reason for it, too, because it, it just happens. <laughs> like, he just decides he's going to go save Stanley, and then they just show that. Yeah. And none of it happened. He's just like, no. he's, he's just, just imagining, imagining yeah, that's what he would what do. What he's going to do. Yeah. And then it just gets to a point where, like, he, he's, like, yelling and firing his gun, and then cities are blowing up <laughs> for no reason. Like, it's what is good. happening? You can find that whole clip on YouTube, too. <laughs> It's it's really good. Look up it's UHF rid- Rambo and it'll be it'll make your day. It's ridiculous. He just everything that he shoots blows up. <laughs> I love like the guy's just unloading on him. He just keeps walking towards him and they're just right in front of each other and then he fires his gun a couple times and he blows up. <laughs> I love it. And he just shoots him with a fucking bow and arrow from like That's a like the bow and arrow! Of... <laughs> what a way! And the guy fucking explodes. <laughs> like, oh, that was... Shit. Oh, man. I was about... I was so close to giving up and then they had that and I'm like, God damn it. Why does this have to be in here? Because now I, I, I'm torn again. And when that whole line of soldiers comes up and are just like firing at Rambo and like... He's not even flinching. He slowly turns around. And, yeah. like, there's not even, like, fucking uh, ricochets off the yeah. helicopter or anything. And then he gets out, like, his machine gun and just goes... Yeah, and there's they like, all die. I know. There's, like, 40 people on this ridge all firing. And he shoots, like, seven times. They all die. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good. And then, for whatever reason, before he goes back into the helicopter... Turns around and just keeps firing his machine gun, yeah. and like the Eiffel Tower blows yeah. up, and like and he keeps doing it. like his weird like uh, like he just like fucking <laughs> like, like Sylvester Stallone face. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so good. And then like they cut to like real life, and he runs in and gives us Sylvester Stallone face, and then they just fucking beat the shit out of him. <laughs> um, the last uh fact I have, JT, is like a production fact. All right. So we mentioned right up top that this movie came out summer '89, yeah. summer release. So this movie was the highest screen tested flick. For Orion Pictures. Whoa. Since Robocop. <laughs> um, so they decided to go in whole hog, right? Yeah. And give it a summer release. Yeah. S- screen testing, people loved it, right? Yeah. How could they fail? It turned out in 1989, that was the worst time for UHF to ever come out because the summer blockbusters. That were in direct competition yeah. to this movie killed at the box office. <laughs> Here's the uh, what was directly competing with UHF. Okay. Lethal Weapon 2. Mm. Batman. <laughs> when Harry Met Sally. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh my god. License to Kill. Dead Poet Society. Jesus. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, and Weekend at Bernie's. Holy shit. All came out within a month of UHF. Oh my god. <laughs> there was a very small gap. Holy fuck. <laughs> of huge movies that came out. That's in by that's, like happenstance. Within a within a month they all came out. Within a month of UHF's release. So, like, it could have been a few weeks here, a few weeks there, but they all came around. Still, like, all those coming out in a month span is yeah. still ridiculous. Nuts, right? So, because of that, the movie came in at 11, in 11th place during its opening weekend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And only was in theaters for two weeks before it was pulled. Mm. Orion Pictures... Went out of business shortly afterwards. Oh my god! <laughs> so Weird Al killed Orion? <laughs> no, everything else killed Orion. <laughs> I mean, I guess Orion Pictures could have put it out at a different time. Yeah. But... That's it, an insane fucking summer. It really is. Holy shit. what else shit. has matched it since? Like, those are all, like, classics. Yeah, all of them are <laughs> classics. It's fucked, man. So yeah, it after that, like Orion Pictures went out of business. The last thing they did was sell themselves to MGM. Jesus. Christ. And now MGM holds the rights for UHF if you ever want to see it. I think a Blu-ray le- release of it just came out like a few years ago of this. God too. damn. Because it didn't do so well in theaters because everyone else was seeing everything else. Everybody was seeing everything else. Yeah. Like it this movie has become like a cult movie. Yeah. And so more people have seen it since. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll give our grade at the end what we thought of it. Yeah. But uh, I could I could see this becoming like a cult like favorite like playing at like indie theaters like every few like months or whatever and be like yeah. hey whatever not like, like you Rocky make a gimmick out of, of it maybe yeah but man <laughs> just watching it but maybe if I watch it with friends. It'd be more fun, but watching it by myself laying in bed at like 9.30 at night, I was I was really waiting for those like shots that like pop me 
that in terms of like making me laugh and like when I wasn't laughing, I was waiting and I was like, all right, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something. I watched it like three in the afternoon. It was like a, a weird time. I had to watch it today or I wasn't going to watch it. So. <laughs> You're going to try and convince me that you watched it. <laughs> I did watch it. I obviously have notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any other notes about UHF. The only thing I wanted to touch on was like his weird scientist guy who works at Studio 62 for whatever reason. Yeah. Turns into an alien at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he barely does anything. Like, they run into him at first in the beginning, and then, like, he's just kind of in his own world. Like, he's just in his lab the whole time. Yeah. He kind of is, like, the weird, uh, like, he does all the tech. Like, he installs, like, the hidden camera yeah. in the evil guy's office. Yeah. He, like, has, like, the weird jamming device on the TV, uh, the radio antenna or whatever it is. Yeah. Like they, I think his official title is like the program director or something. Something like that. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, so like at the very end he tells Weird Al, he's like, Well, I've done all my work here, so I'm gonna go back to my home planet of Xandar or whatever it was. <laughs> and Weird Al's like Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like he's crazy enough where he could have been just like a dude that's like just saying off the wall shit. Yeah. And then it's funny that, like, Weird Al and, like, some other people are carrying on conversation in the foreground, and you still see him walk off in the background, the the weird scientist yeah. guy, right? And then it cuts to his face where it goes into, like, a weird claymation animation yeah. where it turns into an alien, and then it turns into a glowing orb and floats into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> which i really loved i i chuckled quite a bit and i'm like of course he would fucking do yeah. this but the guy also did those effects also did the effects in beetlejuice oh when they did i think those effects in there as well i think it was beetlejuice it does look a lot looks pretty close to beetlejuice yeah i think it is so like a lot of people got their uh, little feet they got their feet wet got their feet little, wet. they got their little feet got their wet little, little tootsies wet <laughs> In UHF. But I want to bring up where, out of nowhere, they just decide to throw in a, a Weird Al music video. <laughs> oh, yeah. That could have been cut. For It was so dumb out of nowhere, too. If I, I bet, though, if that was cut, then it couldn't have been a full motion, full... I know. That's what I thought, picture. too, where I was like, oh, okay, so we're doing a Weird Al music video now. And I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it either. I was like, I, thought it was I, I fucking clever. love Weird. I love Weird Al's music. Yeah. So I was like, I, I almost kind of hope they do some more Weird Al music now. Yeah, and they they, they didn't. No, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they just did a bunch of other bits. But no, I love, like just a fucking a a bit on Beverly Hillbillies based off of Dire Straits. <laughs> yeah, and it's real, and it's good. It's like if you like Weird Al's music, fair. It's yeah. What you come to and expect. like he totally. Completely, because I went back and I was like, what's this weird computer animation? It's all in the fucking music video for the Dire Straits. Is it really? Yeah, like they do like this weird thing where it's like some dude sitting on his sitting on his chair watching MTV and then he just like, his eyes and his mouth open like, <gasps> and then he gets sucked into the TV <laughs> and they do all that shit where it's like the headbands and the armbands are all changing oh, color shit. while they're playing guitar. <laughs> but it's like. Like, uh, it's, it's like a guy and his dog, but then in, in, uh, UHF, they replace a weird owl and like fucking the dad from, <laughs> from Beverly Hillbillies. Jed Clampett. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 even though when it was done, I was like, oh, what was the point of that? 
I liked it. Yeah, so I know. I was like, I, it was hard for me to be like, yeah. I'd... Like when I got to that point, I was like, I was desperately waiting for something to like latch onto and love, and then that came up, and I was like, all oh, right. Weird Al's music. Okay, I like this. Yeah. I It has no reason to be in this movie whatsoever. No. It's super crowbarred in because it's just basically him watching the Beverly Hillbillies and falling asleep. And then it's yeah. just like, it's just George being creative. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. no, it's a Weird Al music video. You're just throwing it <laughs> yeah. here. It did get me hankering to like watch more of that stuff and listen to more Weird Al music. Oh, yeah. Though. Oh, dude. I was... I, uh, Brought the fucking Dire Straits song up on Hulu while I was doing my dishes, to, or on uh, Spotify <laughs> while I was doing the dishes today. Yeah. Because I fucking, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that song. I like that song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, other than that, I don't got anything else to say about yeah. UHF. I don't think so, anyway. But, uh, so, all in all, what uh, what's your final thoughts on UHF? <clears throat> well... Talking to you, I, you pointed out some stuff where I was like, okay, maybe I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did. Yeah. But it's very – there's large gaps of very bad – like, it feels like a lot of this is like <laughs> they're setting up jokes and they never follow through. Like there, yeah, I felt, there's a few times they do that. I felt this. like there was a lot of times where I was waiting for the punchline and they just go on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm like, fuck. Like, it was like, it's like having sex without, like... <laughs> Bustin'? Without Bustin', yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I was like, I felt like that quite a few times. Like, I was like, just give me something to laugh at. Like, you get, you like went to all this trouble and now I'm just waiting... And now you're on to the next thing. So it's like, there there are a few funny things, but all in all, the stuff that like they wasted their time with that I made me kind of mad, I'm going to give this like maybe a C plus, C minus. Yeah. Because I was, I was, I, I felt myself waiting a lot, like a long time for something to really pay off. Okay. I, um... Because you hit me up either this morning. Yeah, it was this morning. Yeah. And I, said, I was... Oh, go yeah, ahead. And I said, I think that I think they trolled us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we fucking got trolled. And I was like, oh, shit. So it kind of... Maybe I went into it with, like, lowered expectations. Yeah. Because I was expecting, like, a total dump, right? Yeah. I, I never thought that it was international assassin bad no it wasn't and <laughs> we've seen we've reviewed movies that here like that were way worse than this yeah and so i i didn't mind that it was abs- really absurd at points and it went like totally bizarre but some points like it, it did drive me nuts like weird al kind of like went crazy weird al in places where it kind of took me out of the movie and, yeah like, the story is like not like super tight, and if you think too much about it, there's plot holes everywhere. But the movie's goofy enough where it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, I still had fun with it, more fun than I thought. Okay. So I'm gonna give it. I'll probably give it a C plus. Okay. Because it's, it's not like a great movie. No. But I could see like how it could be a cult thing. But if I was watching it with people, yeah, like I would have way more fun. There's with some it. good laugh out loud moments, but yeah. you have to sit through a lot of shit to get to them. 
It's a good, like, have it on and while you're drinking with buddies movie. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, wait, watch this part. And then yeah. you'll have, like, a laugh and then you can go bullshit with each other. Yeah. Like, that's what I think it is. Get to that Rambo part. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, I think I would give it a C plus. Okay. Like, a pretty solid C plus, okay. too. I can respect that. Yeah. I, yeah. I had fun with it. Yeah, I was a lot angry at angry at this before we talked about it, but you pointed out some things where I was like, I guess I did have fun with that too. Yeah, there's I don't know, like even like yeah, you brought point up those c- commercials that that Spatula City one was pretty yeah. fucking good. Like at the very end, the fucking like I love Spatula City so much, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and like they like they put spatulas over so much like it was like a modern like you like it was like a a part of american culture all along where it's like got that special someone in your life get him a spatula and they said spatula so much that it started to like lose meaning i'm like that word sounds so fucking weird after like after they got done and like their deal where it's like you buy nine spatulas, you get the tenth for a penny. <laughs> you can't even afford to give it to them for free after they buy nine spatulas. Like, uh. <laughs> just... Get a spatula for any occasion. Um, yeah, the commercials are great in this. And I think you can find all of those on YouTube as well. Yeah. So, like, look those up. They're, like, one of the best, like, quick gags in this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, like, Conan the Librarian. Where oh, I love that one, too, where he's like, oh, I'm sorry, it's a few days overdue, and he cuts him in half. <laughs> it looks so bad cutting him in half that it's, like, even funnier. <laughs> he looks like a person, like, he looks like a person made of gelatin, because it's just, like, he cuts, he gets cut in half, and then, like, he splits in half, and it's just red. You don't see any skeleton <laughs> yeah. or anything. But it happens, like, in a second, so it looks <laughs> yeah. just good. It's, like... It's like he cuts, he splits in half, and it's just like there and gone. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, besides UHF, is there anything you else have been into this last week? Well, uh, I watched the film The Florida Project. Oh, okay. And it's really fucking good. Mm. I even, I, I keep my uh, best of 2017 list handy. Just to like see what everything comes down to when I have watched everything I wanted to see in 2017, and it made number four. Ooh, look out, y'all! It's good. It's really fucking good. All right. Like especially, uh, like even though it takes place in a place where I have like no idea what it's like to live in like poverty in like Orlando, like they still portray kids in a way where I can kind of see where they're coming from, like. You know, like, what we were like when we were kids, where we would just, like, go to each other's house, and we just yeah. wander our property lines yeah. and, like, get into trouble and shit? Yeah. Like, imagine us doing that, but we're, like, wandering through, like, these, like, tchotchke gift shops and, like, uh, like weird-themed hotels and, like, abandoned condos. Oh. And that's, like, what the Florida Project is. Okay. Like, it's... It's really fucking good like it's like it's if you think about it too much it's probably like super sad yeah but because they're kids and they have no idea what they're getting into like they're just being happy-go-lucky kids like there's like a scene where like they walk in they wander through an abandoned condo and there's like stained matches everywhere where you can tell like crackheads would probably like shoot up and like pass out uh-huh. and they're just wandering through and like this like girls wandering through being like well 
if I lived here, my bed would be here, and then I'd keep some toys nearby because mm-hmm. I want to play with them afterwards. Uh-huh. And like, it's just like it's like kids being kids and they're having fun, and then so it's like the aspect of that being like, all right, these kids are pretty good, and then you're like, oh, but they live in poverty and their life kind of sucks. Huh. Oh man. Is that is that Willem Dafoe or is that William H Macy? Willem Dafoe. Okay. He's like the head of the of the uh, hotel where like a lot of them live, and he's amazing in it too. Like this is probably like the most normal I've ever seen Willem Dafoe be in a film. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> That's not a stretch for me. Like to it's imagine. really good. Like he's kind of like the. He, he like kind of like comes in and he's like the guy that kind of yells at him, but then he's like he doesn't want to like come off as like super shitty or something. Uh-huh. Like you'll be like you can't be in here, and then you're like, but then like other scenes where like they're playing hide and seek, and he's like they're like run like behind the desk, and he's like, what are you doing back here? We're hiding from somebody, and he's like, oh, okay, so like roll his like chair out and they like go underneath his desk and like go back to work. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't know, like, it, he's really good in this, and, like, this is some of the best kid actors I've ever seen, too. Like, oh, yeah. even Stranger, even, like, considering Stranger Things, like, these kids are fucking amazing. Okay. Like, especially the main, I don't even know what the main girl's name is off the top of my head, but she's fucking fantastic. There's, like, a scene at the end that where I was, like, I was almost fucking crying. There's, like, a Ooh, scene that she plays out. Look out. Like, it's really fucking good she's amazing she's like five years old too jesus so like it's really fucking good i highly suggest the florida project where'd you watch this on oh i, I got the dvd of course you did that so, netflix disc but we got that red box so you could totally rent it oh okay all right I'll check it out i think chelsea wanted to see that too it's really yeah especially like just connecting to like what you were like at that age and like how kids just like wander into trouble and stuff like the scene at the beginning that i fucking loved is like they like a bunch of them get together and they like stand on this balcony and they have this contest to see how far they can spit mm-hmm. and they do it over this car so they spit all over this woman's car and she's like you spit in my car you gotta clean that up so then like they go and get her mom to like yell at him and stuff and then they have go and clean it up but then while they're cleaning it they're playing out another game where it's like but clean this, clean this faster than you can clean it. And they're like playing and stuff. And the mom's like, hey, stop having fun. This is supposed to be punishment. <laughs> so she's like getting pissed. They're having fun cleaning this car. Like it's just like it's like kids being kids. But it's like in a really shitty situation. And there's even like times where like because the mom is a total shitbag in this. Like the mom of like the, the main little girl. And there's times in it where like they kind of show from her eyes where like they show her doing something where you're like. Why do they keep showing this? And then they show like something leading up like that's happening while she does that where you're like, oh fuck. But then you don't know like you'll know it when I talk about it. Like every time she takes a bath, like she's like they keep showing her taking a bath and whatever, but she's by herself and you're like, uh-huh. why do they keep showing this? And then they like show a situation where something happens while she's taking a bath and it's like, that's why she's alone. This is fucked. Okay. <laughs> So it's it's really good. It, it I highly suggest Florida Project. It's really fucking good. All right. Anything else? Uh, me and Molly finished Altered Carbon. Yeah. And I, it's so good. All right. Need to watch it. It's I, really good. I might watch it then. 
Like, cause like after, um, you talked about it like last week, other, I've heard other people now talk about it saying it's good. And I was like, maybe the only review I heard about it before you said they weren't yeah. as into it. And I'm like, well, okay. And because it's like a thing where your consciousness can go between bodies, like it's almost kind of like a doctor who thing. Mm-hmm. Cause they have it set up for another season where pretty much like anyone from the first season doesn't need to show up at all. Mm. Because they they set up a thing where, like, the main character has to swap out bodies, but they don't show who it is. They just show, like, the silhouette of this guy doing something. Sure. And, like, leaving, and then it's like, he's on to another adventure. So it could be, you could cast him as someone else, and you can cast someone else as somebody else. And you can even cast, or, or even, like, have it be in a different part of the world. Because, like, they have it take place in San Francisco, but they call it Bay City. Right. But, like, where the show could take him could be anywhere in the world. And you could focus on completely different things than they did in the first season. Like, it's a really cool concept, and I want to see what they do with it. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty friggin' smart. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Sweet deal. I'm totally into it. And that's all I've been into. Uh, I... <clears throat> actually went and watched the movie It, JT. Oh, my God. I did. GHD is praising you. <laughs> I can hear be. him in the future. I haven't even told him yet. I haven't even told him yet. So so what's, what's, the, what's the review, Troy? I think it was a little overhyped. <gasps> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I... It was well acted. Yeah. I maybe it's just a thing where I'm just not that into horror. Like it doesn't do much for me. Yeah. But even saying that, like I didn't find it as like of a I find it more leaning towards like an action suspense than like a horror movie. I'd say that. Um and I am not necessarily looking forward to the second part of it. Yeah. I know they're going for it and Jessica Chastain, I guess, is now cast as uh, Bev, like officially. Yeah. Which is but fine. But that's, that's like spot on, though. <laughs> like compared yeah, to, like, it's the pretty girl. good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> but I, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm just like the biggest Stephen King fan, I yeah. guess. Or maybe, like, his adaptations that I've seen are just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I get it. Um, But it wasn't a bad movie either. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Most I'm going to say is, like, it's overhyped. Like, I'm not yeah. going to give it a grade or anything like that. Yeah. But I, like, it, it get a lot of praise when yeah. it came out. Yeah. And being that it was like a quote horror movie that mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. Is like great. Yeah. Because like people who are jonesing for that shit probably want to see a great horror movie yeah. and done with like schlocky garbage that comes out and thrown at them all and the I'm time. And I'm pretty sure it got the it got the praise that it did when it came out because if you remember like nothing came out yeah. when it was out. Yeah. Like there was nothing else. Right. And so that also <clears throat> helped it clean up. Yeah. So like, I'm pretty sure there was, like, almost a month before it where it was just bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, 
destroyed. Yeah. But uh, everything was good in it. Like, the effects were great in it. Yeah. Um, I liked... There's, like, one part in it, though, where... It might have been, like, around, like, the second act, where they go through and they, like, deliberately show, like, the fears of every kid. Yeah. And Pennywise, like, driving those home. And I thought that could have been handled better, at least more, like, streamlined, I guess, than just having, like, vignettes of, like... This kid is scared of this. This kid is scared of this or whatever. I thought they peppered it in, though, a lot in the beginning. There's like, they they do pepper it in with a few kids, but then they're like, well, we need to get the rest of them out of the way. And then they do like three in a row. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, ugh. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. And I thought the movie was a little over long. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can't remember what what time I paused it for something. And I'm like, holy shit, there's still an hour left in this movie? <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, I was kind of watching it, like, when I could. I was also watching Macy at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, I had to pause it here, get a bottle ready, and do all yeah. this shit. So when I did do that, I was like, holy fuck, there's still an hour. Oh, fuck. Not that I had anything else yeah. to do. But, anyway, that's going to be my, that's my review of it. <laughs> but d- the way Georgie bites in the beginning, though. Yeah, is, that's good. It's yeah, that's fucked. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's so out of nowhere, too, where you're like, they're not going to... Oh, shit, they're showing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to chalk it up to being, like... I'm not a big horror fan. Yeah. So, like, this didn't really knock it out of the park for me, yeah. I guess. Like, I don't really know what I'm looking for when I'm looking at a horror movie. Yeah. There were some things that kind of were weird to me, like Pennywise's weird dance near the end. Yeah, I laughed I like, at that because I've the seen the gif is... of that before. <laughs> like, what and the I'm like, fuck what is, is this? What is this shit now? Because yeah. <laughs> I've seen that gif like a bunch of times. Yeah, and then uh, I was just waiting for it to happen in the movie. Yeah, and then it did. I'm like, finally, <laughs> that's all I wanted to see. And I was like, ah, like why? Pennywise is such a weird character because they hype him as like an alien. Yeah, and like he took the form of a clown because. A clown was, like, really prevalent in the town when he took over and kids were scared of him. But then, like, he's got a bunch of clown gimmicks with him. Like, he has, like, the wagon that says Pennywise. And then he dances like a clown where you're like, so are you a clown? (laughs) Yeah, right. And he's got balloons, too. So are you just kind of embracing the whole clown thing then? Or you just love clowns now? I guess. (laughs) If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. Yeah. But there were, like, some small things he did as Pennywise that I liked, where, like, you could t- see where he was just like, just shut the fuck up and get in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like that part, like, those kind of parts. Yeah. Um, did we just lose a light bulb above us? Maybe. What's going on with that light? Anyway. So I did like... bugs in it. When, <laughs> when he would open his maw, and then it'd just be, like, teeth on teeth on teeth on teeth. Oh, yeah. There. That was kind of cool. I yeah. like that. Um, yeah, but so, like... I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not super stoked to see it too, but I mean I'll yeah. probably see it eventually. Yeah. I want to see what they do with it. Yeah. I'm like like I've always heard that like the adult part is not as good. At least in the Tim Curry version. In the version. Tim yeah, in the Tim Curry version, but maybe they'll find some way to make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they have creative freedom to do oh, whatever yeah. to Pretty like much. change it up. Yeah. Make it palatable. Yeah. Why not? Why not? 
So anyway, yeah, saw it. I also read, like, 400 pages of comics this last weekend. Get to that Fear Agent yet? I did. I got through <laughs> all of it. Uh, whereas I wasn't... I'm not going to say I wasn't completely on board by the end of the first book. Because the first book is... Uh, kind of sets up his adventures. Kind of how Heath Houston... Um, handles situations, kind of throws in a little twist here, and at the very end of the book, like, has, like, a big twist. They're like, holy shit! Yeah. And then the second book continues on that, and then twists on that, and twists on that. So, like, every, like, especially in the second volume, where you're going through stuff, like, there's reveals on top of reveals on top of reveals, so you think... The people who, like, double-crossed him are doing it for a reason because you feel sympathy for them for double-crossing him because they want to get something else. And it all levels on top of each other. Yeah. But it all works out at the end because there's, like, a little bit of time jumping that goes on Mm -hmm. in the book. And then at the very end, it wraps it all up into, like, a very sweet, like, message. Yeah. Not necessarily for like a message for everybody, but like at least for the main character that I was like, this ends very well for Heath Houston. So I was like, hmm. all right. It went from like a very heavy sci-fi element to like bringing it home at the end to like a very heartfelt moment. And I was like, you brained it in and I think you did a very good job doing it. Okay. And so I don't like, I'll, I don't want to spoil my review for the Imperius Rex show coming down the future, yeah. but come on. It's uh if you're into like a sci-fi like fun epic, I would recommend reading Fear Agent because it has like a satisfying ending in it. Okay. Um so yeah, I would recommend reading Fear Agent. Yeah. I also for my next few recordings coming up, yeah. I also started a book called Lady Killer. Okay. Um, and the reason why this is relevant is that the writer and artist, uh, Joelle Jones, uh, she is one of like the more prominent female creators in the comic community right Mm -hmm. now. So much so that she is the only female artist to ever draw Batman. Oh shit. In a comic run. And it's very highly praised. Wow. And I... only vaguely heard of Lady Killer when it came out um, from Ghost Hunter Dave, and he let me borrow the first two trades of it. Yeah. And it reads really quick, and the synopsis of it is, like, if uh, Betty Draper from Mad Men was a hitman. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it takes place in, like, the Mad Men 50s, <sighs> where, like, every, like, and she's got style down like down pat um she's got like the like weird misogyny down to that point like it's so fucking well thought out that even in like the back matter of it it has fake ads for like cigarettes and stuff like that and like buy a new ice chest to keep your leftovers on ice and it has like her wiping blood off her hands and like has a guy frozen in the chest freezer oh my or God. stuff and shit like that that's amazing and so it's really good and like her art i like 
I feel like ashamed of myself that I've never looked into it before this. But it is the most like dynamic action-y storytelling art that I've seen from like an artist in a while. Really? Like that there's some people that do like storytelling in a pan like a page layout very well. Like mm-hmm. I would say like a an artist like Frank Quitely does it very well. Mm-hmm. And uh I would say like a Chris Samney does it very well. But like Joelle Jones has like a dynamic to it where she really plays with perspective. So if like the main character is like reaching for a gun, like the perspective is like blown out where it looks like she's reaching out at you to get the gun like that's right in front of you. Yeah. And it looks like it's so far away from her. Just for like a weird example. And like she does that on every page. And she makes like all the women characters like beautiful and they all everybody looks different. Nice. Like it's not just like the same face with a different haircut. Like everybody looks different. And like it's it was a breath of fresh air reading oh, through yeah. that first trade and I yeah. blew through it. Yeah. And I have the second volume waiting for me too. So That's cool, like playing with perspective like that, because it could build tension without having to have action involved. Yeah. And when action does come, it's so easy to follow and sequential that like there's like a fight scene and near the end of the first trade where she is like getting cornered by a group of like goons and she takes them all out with butcher knives and like you can you can follow it just like a storyboard so i don't know if she did storyboard art before this or whatever but like you see the guy attack her and you can follow her motion like he goes to swing he misses and he she like stabs him through the head then another guy comes in and she swings with her other arm to like stab him in the chest. <laughs> and like you can follow it so good that it like it feels like a movie in your head watching it all. And it's so well oh, done. Man. And it's very few people can pull that off where I'm just like, that was really fucking well done through fucking still images. Troy, quit selling me on comics because now I have no time <laughs> for this shit. I have no time to read. Yeah. Anyway, That's why I, I watch movies because it's like an hour and I'm done. An hour know, and a half and I'm I done. Know. Can't read 400 page books. So anyway... I'll be going more into it when I do the Imperius Rex show yeah, or whatever. Yeah, save for that. <laughs> but it's it's good, so check that out. Also, I started a new podcast today. Jesus! I didn't start one. Okay. I started oh, okay. listening to a, okay. another one. But it's a follow-up to You Talking You Two to Me. Yes! Yes! It's Are You, you Talking talk- R.E.M. Re-Me. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm all in. I fucking love it. <laughs> I, in just, fact, I, I like REM more than you two, so I I like this one even more. I have I'm only halfway. Their fucking episodes are so long. Yeah, we we're saying they're so long. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. Two hours. We're we're two hours and twenty and thirty minutes into oh ours. My God, Jesus and, Christ! <laughs> theirs is only two hours long. <laughs> but no, I fucking love every. I think I'm. Still on board that Adam Scott is the funniest man alive. <laughs> I don't know why he's never done he can, podcasting. Yeah, because he can just say shit and it's hilarious. <laughs> like he just talks about like even just bring up like the fact that he always takes a piss after the first commercial break <laughs> and like the way he talks about it, where it's like you didn't piss right, you went you jer- went fucking jerked off, you went there, jerked dude. off. <laughs> Damn right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
god. There's like a spot in that first episode where like Scott Ackerman's talking about him jerking off. <laughs> Where like even like breaks Adam Scott and I was like I had to like go to the bathroom to laugh because it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Every time he does his hellos, I fucking I want to say hello I to just... my wife. <laughs> I don't know I why say... he does it so subdued, and I fucking love it every time. And it takes so long for him to get through. He's like, I'd like to say hello to my family. <laughs> And let's say hello to my friends. Yeah. And <laughs> my fans. And I'd like to say hello to you, Scott. Hello. <laughs> they pretty much like talk like if we didn't have news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if yeah. we had like a slow news day, like they talk like how we would talk. <laughs> For, like, the first hour of our show. Right, yeah. And, like, <laughs> they don't even get to start talking about REM till like, the first hour yeah, into the pretty show. Much. They're just bullshitting and doing non-sequiturs all the way through, and then yeah. they take a commercial break, and then they start talking about <laughs> REM. My favorite, well, my favorite episode when they did the Are, Are You Talking You Too to Me was when they did their... Uh, they did their uh, emails, and they just they did all their like hate mail. Yeah, yeah. They talked about how everyone fucking hated their show because they didn't talk enough about you too. They just would read the mail and laugh about how everyone hates them. I one of my favorite episodes of that is when they do their stained glass episode. <laughs> When they get Todd Glass on yeah, the show they get and Todd talk Glass. about Stained. The and Todd Glass doesn't even care about music, <laughs> let alone stay Stained. And they're just talking shit about Stained the whole time. And then they play that game with Todd Glass. Be like, is this a U2 song? <laughs> they never and none play, of them are they never play a U2 song. And he's like, yes, I don't know. And then they, they get like, up to like 15 songs. <laughs> they're like, we can play this fucking song for hours. <laughs> none uh, of them are U2. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to listening more to that. Because I saw oh. a second episode drop either yesterday yeah, or no, today. I need to get around to that one. But yeah, that's oh, all I've been fuck. into this week. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I just want Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott to just find bands to review. For the rest of their life. For the rest, yeah, that's all they do. I don't even care if Comedy Bang Bang is no more. Just him and Adam Scott just do podcasts together talking about bands. Yeah, yeah I love it. It's one of my favorite things. And it's I never, so good. And I don't even really like UT, U2 or R.E.M. But I don't I like you. Listen to I them. like R.E.M. So I'm like, I'm actually into when they talk about R.E.M. Okay. But I didn't like, I, I didn't, I could give a fuck about U2. Yeah. U2. In, in fact, the uh, Slack chat that I'm in calls U2 Irish Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> At least some people do, anyway. <laughs> the group is very divided on YouTube. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so, anyway, that about wraps up the show. So, uh, JT, if people want to talk to you about how we go on but They're talking you two to me. <laughs> if people want to go, yeah, talk to you about talking you two to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Where could they do that? They could do that at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not? Bucky for everyone on Snapchat, Troy. <sighs> I'm like smiling so hard the back of my head hurts. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Troy the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Uh, all of our new stuff is uploaded onto Facebook. So if you're on the Facebook game, heck, we're there. Facebook.com. Get on them Facebook. Review Review Pod, probably. Get on them Facebook. All of our new episodes are uploaded at uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. Yes. If you don't want to visit that host site, that's more than fine. Because uh, you can on. find all of our episodes almost anywhere else, such as Stitcher, Google Play, Player FM, I found out. Whoa, hello. I think I said that last week, too. Also, uh, iTunes. So you can search uh, all those iTunes libraries, and we're there, baby. Ooh, and if hello. You, if you do listen to it specifically on iTunes, uh, if you want to give us a comment or rating, we'll read the comment on the show. And a rating helps other people find the show as well, if you like it. Yes. So share the wealth. If you got something long form to say, Jew, we're looking for a message from you. We love you. About what you think about Adam Sandler. I'm in love with you, Jude. It's I'm in love with you. I don't know how he found it, but there is a poster in here of you, Jude. So, yeah, with a heart around your head, <laughs> an XO and a kiss mark on your mouth. I know where you are. <laughs> so let us know what you think about uh, Adam Sandler and what Australia thinks about that Sandler clan. So uh, <laughs> the Sandler clan. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, and you can do that at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. And review review is spelled just how it is in the title of this episode. Exactly. So. What a show, JT. We went longer than I thought. Yeah. Usually on movies that we just don't care for so much ends up being longer than movies I that know, we do it's like. it's weird. Yeah. No. But maybe there's more more to discuss. Yeah. More to nitpick. Yeah. There was definitely more to talk about with UHF than I thought there would be. Yes. But we did it. Yes. We fucking did it. We fucking did it, dude. Next week, JT, you haven't you've left me in suspense. I got my pick. I did not tell you yet. No, because uh, we're doing our picks for March. So since next week is my party, and I can cry if I want to. Uh huh. For my birthday, uh, I we made it my pick. So I decided to take a movie from my top ten list. Okay. That I think Troy would enjoy the most that he has not seen. We're going to be doing. Brigsby Bear. I almost watched this this weekend as well. Really? But I thought that I should probably watch it okay. instead. But yes. I, I did want to watch Brigsby Bear. I, out of all the movies that I saw last year that I really liked, I this is the one that stuck out as the one that I think you would enjoy the most. Great. Good. It's something I'm already on board to wanting to watch. Yeah. Great. And it's a movie that I enjoy that's not depressing. <laughs> Good. So I figured you would enjoy it. Brigsby Bear. Check it out next week. Next week we are going to go in depth. My pick. Good film. I enjoy it. We're going to go in depth on Brigsby Bear. So check it out. Good friggin' deal. Don't forget to vote for the Tourney of Random Movies. That's volume right. Two. We got uh, Wolf of Wall Street and My Girl. Who will pull out on top? Who will come out on Come out on top. Not pull out on top. Yeah. Who's going to pull out? (laughs) Well, if Leo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street, he probably pulled out a couple times. Probably a few times. Probably didn't, actually. Pretty fucking gross in that fucking (laughs) movie. There's some gross-ass fucking shit in that movie. That's very true. (laughs) 
second. Who knows what you're going to do on all those Pretty loops. sure it starts out with someone pulling a candle out of his ass. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Vote. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the candle coming out of the ass, though. It's like one of the first scenes in the movie is someone pulls a full-length candle out of his asshole. Well, the movie is three hours long. <laughs> it, so is, it is three hours long. It is just over this length of this show. <laughs> just under. <laughs> yeah, just over the length. Yeah, just oh, fuck. Yeah. We're going long. We need to stop soon. We need to cut it off. So join us <laughs> Neil's next- going to fucking yell at us tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> So join us next week where we will be reviewing Brigsby Bear. Yes. Uh, But until we do that, I have been Troy the Max Extreme. I am JD3K. And we are off.